Morrissey in the future when all's well. You're listening to Russell Brand on Six Music. I'm here with Matt Morgan, who is lethargically in charge of buttons. You're right, Matt. Yeah, I'm fine. Why do you look so listless for? Well, I didn't have much sleep. What an excuse. <laughs> then there's Trevor Cocky Locky. Oh, Cocky Locky. Trevor, 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 Trevor Lock. What's up, mate? Nothing is up apart from me. You look joyous. I am joyous. It's a spring morning in it's the not spring, late Kev. summer. Yeah. Oh, you know nothing of the seasons. It's like Vivaldi never even existed with yeah, you, ain't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. We're still in Edinburgh, aren't we? We are still here. Why are we still here? I was ill. Oh, yeah. I got laryngitis what and happened? tonsillitis. I got, probably because of the pressure of working with used to. Laryngitis and tonsillitis started to grind me down. It became unbearable. I was really, really ill. Couldn't speak. Nearly lost my voice. I remember when you opened your mouth and I looked in and I saw a little white thing. There was the a side. little white thing at the back thing? of my throat. Well, I, there were no women about, Matt. <laughs> no, no, I had to have some activity. That's no, disgusting. I know, I'm only mucking around. Yeah. I take that back. It was, I don't know, some sort of old It was quite nice when you were humble and had to whisper, Can I have one of those? <laughs> <laughs> I hated that. I felt castrated without my voice. It yeah. made me whisper back. Do you remember yeah. what, uh, we had whispering conversations? We all whispered to preserve my voice. Before a throat specialist said, That is the last thing you should be doing. Yeah, whispering, whispering scratches. You were throat. like a king and we couldn't speak normally. It said that we didn't humble you by our normal voices. Right, yeah, because like, it would have shown me up yeah. to hear people talking normally. This is just how people speak. Everyone whispers nowadays. Yeah, so. It's a bit, a bit ill, so I couldn't go to Reading Festival. That's a shame, isn't it? Yeah. We'd have liked it there, Pearl I think. Jam. Missed that. That's I'm glad. I'm very glad we didn't have to go. Why glad, Trevor? I wouldn't have enjoyed it. I suppose you wouldn't have fitted in, looking as you do like a bit of a twerp. <laughs> well, I don't think that's the reason, though. Well, it's one reason, yeah, Trevor. Imagine you down at Reading Festival. People, I think, would have took a dislike to you. Well, you maybe they would. You can't call Trevor a twerp. Why? you said. We could stand there covered in coffee that you spilt down yourself in the taxi. I know, I'm embarrassed. I had a, 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 a try saw a latte, as a matter of fact, is what it is. The lid sort of came off it, and I sort of looked like I'd been shot, and my blood was made out of coffee and just all burst out all over me like a raw shash test. No, no, is it raw shash? Raw shash. Raw shash. Yeah. Raw shash. Where you look at a butterfly and go, that reminds me of a time that I stole my mum's knickers. <laughs> Which I've never done. So, um, yeah, over the course of this show, we're going to be talking about illnesses. A bit of that will be going on. There'll be some boasting. Guess we've got that um, Neil Strauss bloke, the bloke who wrote that book, The Game, which is a book about how to seduce people. I think mostly women, but I think it's like techniques you can use to seduce and make people do what you want, probably just with body language and stuff like that. That'd be interesting to talk to him. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll badger Gallagher at some point. We'll get Noel Gallagher to come on the radio show. What's that, Trev? What is it? I've got a new competition. You've got a new competition? Yeah, it's called the Breakfast Competition. Oh, I don't like the sound of it, Trevor. It sounds boring. <laughs> what it is, all you have to do is come to the what studio a competition? in the town with some breakfast and uh, I will eat it in front of you. What a lovely contest. Yeah. Yeah, we're trying to get people... No one's going to bring you breakfast. They might. He they bought might. breakfast and they forgot to put it in his bag. Can you believe that? If you're hungry... A well-known establishment allowed me to pay for a breakfast but and they then never walk gave out you. without it. Oh, you poor man. I'm hungry. It's Trevor's Breakfast Contest, everyone. If you want to bring a delicious breakfast to Trevor, we're, we're in Edinburgh still. We're in, in a the place tun, called the, the BBC Tun. Building, the BBC the building at the back of the Tun, Holyrood Road. Come here, bring us some breakfast. Or bring what you want. Bring what you've got. <laughs> you know, why well, stop at breakfast? Done a good gig last night um, at the Edinburgh International Conference Centre. Historic, wasn't it, Trev? It was awesome. Yeah. Oh, history were made yeah. that night. Tales we told. Gentlemen in England now abed will think themselves a curse they were not there <laughs> and hold their manhoods cheap whilst any speaks that saw that gig at the Edinburgh International Conference Centre. Yeah, it went well. 
like a lot of cheering and screaming because it's like 1,200 people. It's yeah. a lot of sighting. It was like being at a Bay City Rollers gig in 1975. It was I like the bloody it. rollers. It really was, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. And at the end, right, I goes, yeah, we're having, we're having a do now. And <laughs> we said this tiny pub go like called uh, that's below our flat where we're all staying. Goes, all of you can come to this pub. And we very nearly caused a, a great deal of damage to that pub because like quite a large percentage of the people at the gig turned up. Mm -hmm. There's only a little pub about 400 people. Why did Alan up Yentop turn up? I'm sorry, <laughs> Alan Yentop. Luckily, Alan Yentop, former controller of BBC Two, turned up with me because I think he mistakenly thought, like, because I sort of made it sound like it was uh, an after party, after party, as opposed to a precursor to an orgy. I think <laughs> it was pretty clear what you were after. Right. I, was I, he at the gig then? So he yeah, he was at the gig. I goes like, I goes, yeah, you're all welcome. All all people, come to our after-show party. Particularly welcome will be women. Particularly welcome will be the unattached and the psychologically liberated. You know, but everyone, like, loads of people came. It's really nice. Blokes, yeah. everything. There was all sorts of people there. What a lovely evening well, we all had. So Yentop was in the queue with loads of girls queuing up to meet Yentop, you. Yentop, he was stood out there, old Aaron Yentop. <laughs> I ended up getting off with him, curiously. Yeah. We all did. We all, we, did. We all I mean, it was a giddy... <laughs> Hedonistic evening, <laughs> kissing and cuddling with Alan Yentop, <laughs> former controller. I'm ready, you're too. No, BBC Television 2 yeah. too. Too too. What does he do now? Does he work for the Salvation Army? Trevor, I am not Alan Yentop's keeper. I am not in control of his CV. I do not spend my life looming at windows, peering at Alan Yentop. Why would he work for the Salvation Army? Because Why would I anyone? I saw him in discussions papers. outside the Salvation Army in Chalk Farm about a month ago. Oh, right, and you think he works there? Think, like that. Well, I'm not saying he works there. That is there. a thoroughfare, Trevor. Maybe it's... That is a thoroughfare. <laughs> Why don't, what don't you understand about thoroughfares? Yeah, it wasn't a thoroughfare, It's mate. a thoroughfare. It was the forecourt of a Salvation Army coffee shop it and bookshop. merely stopped because he was passing through the thoroughfare. He was It's not a thoroughfare. It's a thoroughfare, Was he going to church? Did he hold a what? service? Part of is he a lay preacher? He is a is Jewish gentleman, you filthy racist. What <laughs> part of thoroughfare don't you understand, you anti-Semites? Thoroughfare. Forecourt. Thoroughfare. What's wrong? Eat your fudge, Trev. You buy me some fudge. I will bring Trevor some fudge for Where's his breakfast. He doesn't man? deserve any Where breakfast other than fudge. If you're in the area, come to the time we're in Hollywood Road, say you have, your password is fudge. Simply say fudge and you will be allowed into no, this building. Bring him a normal breakfast but mash fudge into Mash it. fudge I, into no, that man's diet. And no fudge. He needs fudge. That boy is crying out People shouted out fudge, didn't they, at your gig? Yeah, people go, eat your fudge, Trev. It's, it's, it's really cool on. People like saying eat yeah, your fudge. Yeah, I get it. I've been having it all around Edinburgh, people. Well, well, I like most is when people add you see <laughs> eat your fudge you see no you don't like that do you no we don't like that what we don't want people to call Trevor a no, C no not at all never I'd like it that people no, as long as they mean it nicely they don't mean it nicely well they're like they're actually aggressively telling you there to eat fudge some young impressionable people out there that don't understand that you really like me underneath all this I'll hatred I'll tell you why they don't understand that Trev because it ain't so <laughs> if you look beneath that superficial hatred you'll find a more profound hatred <laughs> and beneath that is essential hatred then beneath that are XY chromosomes of hate yeah. right at my core no there's not there's actual love so uh, what a good week we've had here up oh, in Edinburgh it's been good hasn't it what about used to getting into a brawl. What's going on? Used couple of no, brawling louts. Yeah, that's, no brawl. that's evidence of how much I love Trev. Someone, yeah, he stepped in. Someone had a go at Trev. Someone had a go at Trev. Yeah. 
No one what, has a go at me. If they have a go at me, they've got Matt Morgan to answer to. What a lot of nonsense. I heard that I heard that you go, yeah, all right, mate. I ain't <laughs> from round here. I ain't Matt's going, I ain't a push geezer. I'll carve you up. I'll stripe you. I'll leave you more stripes than a zebra. Yeah, I'll make you smile for the rest <laughs> of your life. <laughs> Type rhubarb. Yeah, no, it was a bit like that. <laughs> but, we were with these people who are really, really posh and Scottish, but they I speak like posh in people. a They're posh nice. English voice. They were lovely. Good to speak they in a posh English voice. I'm just telling you, I'm not judging them. You are. The judgment. fact that they were awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and what happened? They... You at some sort of yachting club. Well, this girl said to us, come to this club, it's like a dive. So yeah. you go, so it's cheesy music, it's a dive. And we said, well, you know, we're, we'll understand that. We just went And we went there, it you? was like a yachting club. Like a yachting club. And then, young conservative club, it was. We ended up, it, it would have been a brawl had I not did done that yeah, ridiculous what, impression. <laughs> if I hadn't have done that, we would have been beaten up. Beaten up by a well, while, you tricked them into thinking I that you were I thinking I was insane. Well done. Mm. It's always good technique. But well, at the moment I'm most interested in is when Trevor started jo- Trevor, Trevor. Cockety Locky started jo- joining in with the fight and talk. <laughs> Trevor fighting <laughs> Trevor Lock. Trevor Knuckle. He'd been dancing with them girls. Like, Trevor is... Well, I, I, I could say a good dog. He, he just said little he's Clint Eastwood-style things. Like, he said, you made a mistake. <laughs> yeah. like that. This is my favourite from the evening. Trevor, while confronted with these posh people, posh people can seldom fight because what have they got to fight for? Yeah. He said to, he said to one of these posh people, I mean, c- correct me if I'm wrong, Matt, but then like you was at the front doing your Ray Winston impression, smashing <laughs> bottles over your own head and that, <laughs> taking your shirt off, crying, screaming. <laughs> Feeling yourself up, sexualising stuff. And did it? Did Trevor Locke, who'd been dancing on stage all evening, say to one of the girls, you girls have seen me dance. You don't want to see me fight. <laughs> did you say that, yeah, Trevor? That may have been said by young Trevor Locke. <laughs> You've seen me dance. You don't want to see me fight. Yeah. You don't want to see this beast You've seen my ridiculous camp dancing. Wait for the camp fighting. <laughs> uh, Duncan Norvell kicking a carrier bag around the car park. Trevor, what have you got to say for yourself about that? <laughs> I was at Leighton Live, and uh, you know it, that's, that's another story. In Edinburgh, why were you saying? Why are you Clint saying Eastwood these things? Clint Eastwood things? Well, you know, I've got a great sense of humour, haven't I? My mule don't like people <laughs> laughing at him. <laughs> I know what you're thinking, punk. What did the girls say when he said that? It's like being threatened by Alan Bennett, <laughs> being mugged by Ali Jones. Oh, excuse me, I'm gonna. Have have to ask you to hand over your wallet. <laughs> you were a silly little sausage. <laughs> did you get carried away by the atmosphere of I fighting? did, you know. Well, I was trying to back up Matthew. I thought he can't oh, do it yes, on his own. Matthew needed some backup. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was about five of them. You should, oh, you should have it just more than five of them. them. Always go for the big one, Trev. Yeah. Just glass the big one. The rest of them will scatter. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Right, but like, uh, but you should have used some of my brilliant fight talk. You know, my fight talk techniques include sort of sexualised, eroticised threats. Like, do you remember uh, um, there was a time when me and Matt were in the back of a cab with a producer that we used to work with, Sean Grundy, and we got into an argument. Sean Grundy. We used to call him Boromir um, Jack. Oh, the media, Max. Oh, oh, Russell. He had no eyebrows, did he? Yeah, no, he had eyebrows, but one day, this is really weird. <laughs> His eyebrows came, went white. They went white. Did they, <laughs> did they go white? Okay. <laughs> what do you mean they went came white? To work. Is it a chameleon? <laughs> no, he came, just squid, he came to work yeah. and he sat down and, I, and we. he looked different. Yeah. And in what, over the space of one evening yeah. or one night, he came, <laughs> his eyebrows went completely white. Matt goes up to him and goes, uh, yeah, Sean, your eyebrows have gone white. Oh, no, they haven't. Have they? <laughs> <laughs> oh, have they gone white? It didn't, <laughs> it didn't go, what? 
that's a very odd thing to happen to run to, <laughs> run to a mirror. He just, just sort of it. touched them and went, oh, no, oh. they haven't gone white. Oh, they've gone white. quite a lot to him then. Oh, no, this is <laughs> terrible news. <laughs> Maybe he dyed them. We used to call him Borrow Me Jack because we thought he was like a little, sort of like a little fictional leprechaun he character little, or something. His, he had little shoes. They were like, like dolly shoes. shoes. <laughs> his little feet looked like a dolly speed. And once we were, filming, we were filming near Russell's house and he said, oh, can I stay at your house tonight? And Russell had a tantrum and said he couldn't. And I said, why? Why don't you? Just let him stay there. He goes, I don't want to see that man's feet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want his feet in my house. <laughs> what that means. I couldn't bear the idea. Well, sometimes you meet someone, you don't want to see their feet. It's intimate, isn't it? You don't want to see someone's man. feet exposed. What about, so he's in the back of a cab. your feet at the yeah, moment. Yeah, my feet, because I like to do some of the show barefoot. It's nice. I'm a radio Zola Bard. So, like, there's a good bit where what happened was, yeah, he was in the back of a cab, spilled into an argument because I was upset about his unprofessionalism. He couldn't get the right microphones or something, wasn't it, Matt? Yeah. And, like, and he was, he was on the phone complaining, and I didn't like the manner in which he was complaining. I think it, I thought it lacked oomph. So I was going, no, come on, complain a bit more aggressive. And he went, oh, with all his little white <laughs> talcum powder eyebrows. <laughs> oh, I'm trying my hardest. I went, well, it's not good enough or something like that. And we ended up sort of in a clinch. It was the most rubbish we've, fight. We've clinch. said this before, yeah, and the cab driver had to pull over yeah. and pull us out. Yeah, it was, mean to kiss. I hissed like a goose at him. We oh, said right. it before, and I went sort of like, <laughs> And I, and, like, and I say weird things in fight situations, like, oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? Come on in, princess. Yeah? Do you want to dance around my garden? Yeah? Yeah? Do you want an apple in the passage? Yeah? Yeah? Uh, <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. Well, it's good it confuses it's people. It's baffling to listen to for people. It confounds them. But the cab driver, it's really funny because the cab driver had to break up the fight, but he was like a bloke. So he was sort of going, right, stop, stop fighting. Like laughing, though, because it was such a rubbish fight. He couldn't take it seriously. Fight, wasn't it? And some flowers got all bent. Yeah. This bloke sipping and bought some flowers. The flowers got bent. Oh, good. That was a, 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 a lovely occasion. Mm, Fighting talk. So, awful. Anyway, we're going to talk about illnesses and lies. Here's, like, when I was a lad, I used to get off school by pretending to be ill. I'd twizzle up a bit of tissue within the tissue, right? Twizzle it till it's pencil thin, then feed it. Uh, that would be concealed by the main body of the tissue. Then oh, I'd feed it up my nose. And it makes you sneeze. Oh, I thought you were saying you make a little sausage of tissue and stick it up your nose and then make another one and put it up there. No, not feed loads and, and of them And then you'd sneeze them out like javelins. You <laughs> sneeze out so you'd tissue have a, javelins. a ball of tissue with a secret little Secret spike little on twizzle, it. just a spike. Say about it's just the size of a blade of grass. Just so that goes up the nose. That's concealed. That goes up the nose. Then you're sneezing, so your mum will let you off school because you're sneezing. That is a difficult symptom to feign. So get to like do about four or five sneezes in the morning. Oh, I've got a cold, I've got a cold. You're off school. Perfect. They also always say, well, get dressed and see how you feel. And yeah. the... the Bit where you get, oh, it's quite clever because the bit where you get dressed, you think, no, oh, I might as well go to school now. Cunning, cunning clever to make trick. you go to school. Tricky little Tell us stories about, if you want, you can tell us stories about fighting, fights you've been into in honour of fighting Trev. Oh, his <laughs> name is Trev. <laughs> Look at him go, big Trev. <laughs> big <Uh-oh>. bad Trev. <laughs> <laughs> Your name came up in that fight. My name came up in that fight. Why is that? Pointing at my shoes that you bought me, that are the same as your shoes. Went, Russell Brand shoes. Bloody like cheek. How dare they? Those yeah. shoes uh, were worn by the Beatles in the 60s. They've got a rich heritage. So, all right, yeah, talk to us about fights if you want to, or talk to us about illnesses and lies. Send us text messages. It helps us. It helps us to Bring hear us from breakfast. you. Bring us breakfast. We're in the Tun Holy Rood Road. Come down, or perhaps, you know, just come down and do some erotic dancing for us. Regardless of your gender, I'd like a big tubby fella to come here and grease himself all up with oils. Hello, someone's arrived. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not someone to do. Have they got breakfast, these people? Hello, look. There's people with food for us. Look at this.
Oh, amazing. they're reviving. Brilliant. Text us on 64046 or you can email russell.6music at bbc.co.uk. <laughs> teenage lobotomy. The Ramones were doing that. You could never give a lobotomy to a teenager, could you? Would it be fair? What's the point? They did used to. Did they? Who yeah. did? To teenagers. Matthew. They, did. they did to everyone. When I've... that was first invented, they, they just overused the it. it. Really? They were yeah. so excited by the technology. It was the iPod of its day. It really we'll do a lobotomy. We'll have another lobotomy. My yeah. bloody iPod don't work. iPods don't work, do they? Of course they don't. My one's broke. Again. Again, this new one <clears throat> just stopped working. Everyone who's got iPods will know. Oh, iPods. Fools, don't buy them. Buy the one that <clears throat> I've got. What have you got, I've Trevor? Got a well-known alternative. What have you got? A gramophone? No. <laughs> have you? I've got a little <clears throat> bird in a cage. You do? <laughs> that you've trained? Yeah. A minor bird? You can do two songs. Yeah, what can he do? It does the old... Green sleeves. Yeah, green sleeves, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> it's now or never... I'd have that bird strangled yeah. if I were you, Trevor. Sounds like a right jerk. What's happened to it? I fixed yours once, didn't I? Yeah, you fixed it. You've learned how to get inside them, ain't you? Yeah, but the new ones, I can't get inside. Well, you sound like, like you're a gentleman thief. <laughs> <laughs> trying to crack codes. Can't get inside the new ones, but I'll find a way. So help me God, I'll find a way. So Russell Brand of Six Music, that's what's happening now. Trevor, you are right over there, dear? I'm very well. Not, I'm hungry. Where's my breakfast? Where's your breakfast, Trev? Where's yeah. your fudge? Bring yeah. us breakfast to the ho Hollywood... Where, where are we? Hollywood Road? The Tun. The Tun. In, the Tun. At the back of it, the BBC building. Just turn up. There'll be security at the door. They go, what do you mean you've turned up here with breakfast? <laughs> and just go, we've got breakfast yeah. for Trevor, Russell and Matt. We'd, I'm vegetarian, incidentally. So, um, Trevor, what illnesses have you had? Didn't you spend your entire childhood... Turn your phone off. Turn it off, Trev! Didn't you spend your whole uh, childhood being in an hospital or something? Yeah, I did, yeah. No. That's no. always made me laugh, that Not story. You weren't you educated at home? No, I wasn't educated. Weren't you educated once, in a garage? I wasn't, yeah. Because you couldn't get on with the other children? Because <laughs> of your odd nature? Because of your bizarre personal appearance? They built a little house for me in the trees. A little tree house. I had a tree house and I lived there for a while. You poor, poor little sod. Um, Trevor, what are, your, what are your anecdotes regarding illnesses that you've had, dear? Well, one illness was um, in Peru when I went to dinner oh, here once. We go. Oh, well, Peru, I'll, do, I'll do another anecdote if, if, no, if that's no, the attitude that straight away. Do that one. Tell us about Peru. Went to oh, dinner. Well, hold on, let me guess, let me guess. You're in Peru. I was in Peru. You're in a room. There's someone's a boot came through the ceiling. <laughs> Does a boot come through a ceiling Mate, at any point in this anecdote? Only twice has a boot ever come through a ceiling in my life, let alone in an anecdote. <laughs> let happened, alone the world of anecdotes. It's happened more than twice. It bloody hasn't. He's mentioned Matthew. A plumber came through a roof. A, a plumber, boot came through a roof. A boot. That plumber was wearing soft plimsolls. He wasn't wearing a boot. Well, that's against regulations. You said about steel toe caps. He should be struck off the plumber's register. It was if the there 70s. Is such a thing. It was the late 70s. It was 1981. Well, so it was like Confessions of a Plumber. He was like a Robin Asquith <laughs> Oh, plumber, was he not come out ones, not in the late with his balls exposed? <laughs> I've silly. come to work with your spatchcock. Oh, what kind of life are you living, Locke? <laughs> Look, yeah. I went. I was invited God, round. Is this in Peru? This is in Peru. It's called a stopcock, a bird. Spatchcock's a little bird. Is it? Yeah. I don't know about plumbing. It's a miracle I was that close, isn't it? Really? <laughs> Just applaud me for doing that well. well done. So, Russell, you're not that good at plumbing. Jesus Christ! <clears throat> you see me living my life. I can't work the washing machine. Go on in, Trev. So we went round to the Gonzaleses for dinner. Ah, the Gonzaleses. Oh. Lovely couple, aren't they? The Gonzaleses. <laughs> they were family. Speedy being yeah. the, the, the patriarch <laughs> of, of the family. Arriba, arriba, oh, underlay, underlay. 
take that, Trev. Now, listen. How so, long did you live in Peru? Well, on and off for a few years, you know. Why on and off? Why did you have to do it in that fashion? Well, I kept coming back, didn't I? What, because the people of Peru got, were sickened by you? No, I had things to do. Did, yeah. they, so did a myth arise that there was some horrible demon living in the village, stealing people's children, killing people's pets, scoffing fudge? Did a mythology build up around you, Trev? Did they call you something like El Nino or El Chico Malo? <laughs> <laughs> they called me Trevorifico and... Trevorifico, uh, you liar. They didn't, did they, Matt? And no, of course they didn't. <laughs> no, I'm yeah, calling him I think he's been to Peru. I think he had a little pop-up book of Peru and he sat in his room when he was ill. Yeah. For that year, Ill, Ill, he couldn't a go to school. Under his ridiculous stinking eider down, <laughs> tenting it up with self-abuse. Oh, stop Come this. on, Trev, be honest. Silly, not true. Go on, then, what happened? <laughs> Silly, not true. Silly, not true. Silly, not true. Oh, it's Big Bad Trev. <laughs> Come on, Trev. Yeah. You've tell, heard me telling an anecdote about ceilings and boots coming through it. You don't want to see me doing kung fu kicks, baby. <laughs> Come on, Trev, tell us about what happened at your night with the Gonzalez-ease. It wasn't a night, it was a lunchtime, and we went round there, and they were quite good, because they've got two special maids that can do um, good click cooking. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> two special maids that can do good cooking. they're called cooks. I wonder, Matt. Who, what could these special maids be? <laughs> Don't they sound mysterious creatures? I reckon they should be cookero maids. <laughs> Maido chefs. They can do good cooking. Oh, they can do good early. cooking. Come on. Big Bad Trev! So we went round there and there was loads of people there. Who's oh, we? Me and You and some dead guinea pigs you always claiming are in bloody friends. Peru with you. And, and, um... Some friends? Who are they? Um, what are their names? I'm not going to tell you their names. And Why? Preserve their anonymity. Are they, are they part of one of your rings, one of your online rings, if you want to protect their identities? Oh, oh Christ. Anyway, oh, what happened was, we started eating a fish dish. A fish dish, a fish eh? dish. That better not be a euphemism. And they were very, it's a very rare and special dish that takes Why a lot of preparation. Why are you doing that ridiculous flourish with your hands? He always does the ridiculous flourishes with his I hands. I do flourishes with my hands to sort of emphasise my language. But it's useless on the radio, but you two respond to it. It makes and us feel it sick. It doesn't make you feel Semaphoring sick. Semaphoring, signing all over, whipping your hands all over the place. It just it, looks odd, It frenzies you up. Anyway, so we, one, person, one person started going, Oh, Martha, you're going a little bit red. Right, that's one friend's name, Martha. Got yeah. that? We'll and, track her down, and then, kill her like a dog. And then, <laughs> <laughs> been involved in this filth. And then, and then someone said, oh, Dee Dee, you look a little Dee -dee. bit red. Dee Dee, it's just the Ramones. It's just because he was the Ramones. <laughs> then yeah. Tommy and Johnny came out. Oh, crazy days, crazy days. People think it's glamorous, but we worked really world hard. you guys live in. Tiny little slit that you look at the world through. Trevor, the only person here who's obsessed with tiny little slits is you, mate. <laughs> and he'll probably get us all banged up. Now, get on with his anecdote. So... I think, oh, this is silly. People worrying about what colour they're going round the dinner table. Well, people are all going red round the table. Yeah, they're saying they're going red. I thought, oh, probably just because they're in your company. They're and blushing with the they're shame. They're not worried about what colour they're going. It's the fact they're going red. Yeah, Trev. it's a simple thing, Trev. Don't you understand nothing about signs and signifiers well, and semiology? All... Ain't you red, Umberto? Oh, oh, stop it. I just thought they were getting a bit carried away. Anyway, then my, my friend, she started to go red. Uh-oh. And then... Oh, God. Oh, no, not enough one's gone red. What happens next? A Cut poop to, comes through a ceiling. Cut to 30 minutes later. Every Every single person around that dinner table, that is 12 people, is lying in a bed in a hospital. Oh, a my God. Really? On yeah. a single drip. The there only... weren't even enough drips. 
tips to go round. The only one. just giving him some Lucas. Yeah, the only one was you. The only one that wasn't was me. But I get there, and when I get there, why aren't you ill? Why aren't you ill? Are you a witch doctor? I get delayed reaction. You're in league with Satan. I went down. You are the Robert Johnson of Peruvian lunches. Listen, mate. I went down like a sack of potatoes. It was like somebody was putting a mallet through my head. I wish someone would trip. I wish someone would come through a ceiling with a mallet and smash your skull open like a dirty little egg. You don't want that. I want it. You don't. You're saying that because you think it makes. Let's get to the bottom of this mystery. So I'm there seeing everybody on drips. They've all collapsed and fainted. They've all been getting injections, and then suddenly my head starts to implode and squeeze like it's in a vice. Feel like it's imploding. It was, and I collapsed. Because it didn't actually implode, Trevor. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here now. Thank God. There'd just be a little man with a Malteser on his shoulder. That'd be a great day for all of us. <laughs> Little Malteser head, Trevor Cocker, look at here. Go on, what happened? Will you wrap up this boring anecdote, Trevor? I told Trev? you, well, it ends up we're in, boring. Hos- we're in hospital, aren't we? I yeah, wish you were in hospital, And they give us Trev. an anecdote. And, they and, give you an anecdote. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid you're very ill. Oh, but did I tell you, I was playing golf earlier today. And uh, I was wearing man. my favourite golfing trousers. Oh, antidote, Trev, not anecdote. Hello, you mug. I, I, I made a simple little mistake with my mouth. <laughs> the Can't producer said make... to me, Ronnie, here's some penicillin. <laughs> you daft little sod. Can't a man make a little mistake with his mouth well, on a Sunday morning? Well, your dad did. Impregnating your poor mum. Oh, come on. Stop oh, it. come on. Listen. Right, okay. That's how did anyone die? <laughs> did anyone? Of course they did. No, They're but all but dead. I tell you what, we would have died, and sometimes whole villages die out in Peru because the fish get a disease and that very That is hot. why they call you El Chico Mello. If you can't get to El a doctor to get, the an- to get the anecdote, the antidote. Antidote, Trev! <laughs> I did that deliberately. You liar! Okay, we've got some text messages here. Morning, Russell. It was great seeing you in Edinburgh. Remember, you're still the only man to turn the local lesbian straight from Merck, the blonde one. There, what an endorsement. Converting lesbians all over the place. Is there a story behind that that we want to hear? Uh, I've not had it off with no lesbians, but let me tell you something. As you know, uh, Helen, who uh, works with us at our company, Vanity Projects, my assistant, Helen, lovely lady, happens to be a lesbian. Trevor Locke? The disgusting animal that he is finds this somehow abhorrent and managed to find his way into Helen and Shazzy's bed. Now, why was that, Trevor? Why were you in bed with some lesbians? Well, recently? I don't believe they're lesbians, quite frankly. Disgusting. I wanted to test it. I wanted to put them through it. Who really is a lesbian until it, they can say they've had Trevor Locke? I feel that is when you absolutely <laughs> confirm your lesbian status. I'm almost thinking of becoming a lesbian just because of having to look at Trevor Locke too much. Just, I just want to be exist in a sexual genre that is never going to come across him. We're here with Neil Strauss. Hello, Neil Strauss. Strauss. Hey, good morning. Neil Strauss is the author of a number of books like The Game, a book about seduction and womanising and womanising gurus that exist the world over. That's how I understand it. And also uh, The Dirt, that uh, biography on Motley Crue, eh? Yeah. Oh, that's on probably loads of other stuff. Yeah, like a bunch of decadent. Not decadent? She, yeah. Uh, Jenna Jameson, the porn star, I did a book with her. So you're drawn to f- smut, aren't you? Pretty much. I bet you're... <laughs> and I'm doing a children's book next. Oh, Christ. No, I'm not. Oh, God <laughs> help us all. Like, so you're mostly you're drawn, it would seem, to the sexual underside of life. Or just the dark the dark side. The dark side. Of, yeah. So, yeah, that, that... Right, so, I mean, let's go for all this. Are you including yourself in that category? Why? Well, Neil's come down to your show. <laughs> I'm not part <laughs> of this. The sexual underside. The sexual undercarriage. The dark undercarriage of existence with moss growing on it, with heather and lilac... Listen, my undergrowth is a, a lovely place. So uh, you've written, right? So that Motley Crue book, right? Then uh, I spent a year living with Dave Navarro while he was like Did deep in 
you know, drug addiction, shooting up coke every 15 minutes. And, Blimey, what a lot of pressure. Every yeah. 15 minutes. Yeah, you know, here's a great, I said, I'm like, it seems like when you were, you didn't shoot up coke in your day. No, I did not. Okay, good for you. Respect. Under an awful lot of pressure. <laughs> for every um, 15 minutes, so, and I was like, done. And I was like, I didn't like uplifting drugs. Heroin's what I prefer. Exactly. Although all drugs are terrible. He would take that maybe to go to sleep or to take a Cocaine to go to sleep? No, he'd take the heroin all and get right. a night to... I was thinking, my God, he must be very upbeat <laughs> exactly. if he considers cocaine a sedative. He and, got a lot of energy. <laughs> and he was like, I was like, you know, it's like gasoline to keep your car running. And he goes, but gasoline doesn't eventually deteriorate your car. No, it doesn't. Although a lot of cars do have built-in obsolescence to make sure that we keep purchasing cars. You are an American gentleman. You right. understand the nature of consumerism. So that metaphor was completely wrong, is what you're saying. Is he, I'm saying it's a good bloody metaphor. I yeah. liked it. I is thought he, he was married brilliant. to Carmen Electra? He is married to Carmen Electra, um, isn't he? Or are they not getting on? That's kind of iffy right now. Are you their marriage really? counsellor? You look as if, <laughs> as if you're on delicate ground there. I really shouldn't talk about this. Because they can't, um, Carmen Electra. Oh, I don't care. It, it's out. They're, they're like separating. And the Good, worst, worst she's part... attractive. I'm glad to have yeah. her back on the loose. Fair. I got well with her when she came on. She came on our um, MTV show. She humoured him for she at least 10 minutes. She humoured for 10 minutes. <laughs> That's the closest I get to affection these right. days is people not pointing out that I'm mentally ill. Right. Well, one more reason to come to LA. Yeah, all right. Yeah, we'll, we'll come to LA. We'll come over there to start our film careers, won't we? We'll make yeah. a film soon. Why not? So now this book, that, right, we'll go through everything you've ever done. Right. But this uh, book, <laughs> this book, The Game, right? right? So can you explain it uh, to people that might not know anything about yeah, it? Yeah, the backstory is uh, um, there's this whole world out there of these guys, and they're all connected. And they're like the world's greatest pickup artists. And like, this is real, isn't it? This is real. Yeah. And it's, they really exist. And, and the tens of thousands of guys who all try to like learn from their tips and techniques. And it's everywhere. It's like not just like LA, New York, Chicago. It's in London. It's in Amsterdam. And they're, they're, they're in layers. Like every city layers? Has a layer. Yeah, if you're trying to pick up women, probably the first thing not to do is call your abode a lair. <laughs> Hello, you look attractive. Would you like to come back to my lair? I'm in dungeon. I'm in hellhole. I'm in boudoir. Ah. Exactly. I'm interested. So, so, uh, and like, and I didn't go like undercover as a journalist to like bust it open. Mm. I went as the guy who's like, I was like always in friend zone my whole life. Right. Like you could meet them, you could talk to them, then you'd be sitting across from them in the room. Trevor Locke. Trevor, Trevor Locke's Lock. little ears have picked up there because Trevor Locke lives in the friend zone. What he, does that mean? I don't know what the friend zone means. It means you don't have it off with women, Trevor, because you get all friendly with them like some sort of nufter. Look, I treat well, women as Close, friends. Trevor, close. I don't want to have off. Close it, close it. I don't like it. I don't find sex disgusting. Trevor finds sex disgusting. He's like Kenneth Williams. He looks down at his own googlies and just goes, oh no, oh dear, and just pokes them with a chopstick. No, I don't. You I do, Trevor. You poke them with a chopstick. <laughs> I, I just met Trevor. Am I allowed to say something or no? Attack him. Yeah. Okay, no, I'm just not going to attack him. But I'm going to say attack. Unbutton one button. Unbutton one right, right there. Which button? On the top. Your fly button. No. Oh my oh, button. Oh, okay. Trevor, don't turn everything <laughs> into sex. A new guest on the show, and he's already already going for the fly. That's, that's better. Already. That's better, isn't it? Trevor's has his shirt done right up almost to his eyebrows. He got it all right buttoned up. This is me dressed casually. Normally, I'm wearing a necktie at this point in the day, but uh, today yeah. I've you know loosened up. He's, he and thinks he's John Travolta. He's wearing right. that shirt. Thank you. We'd, we'd actually play this game where we, when we were learning, we'd walk down the street and figure out what guy's getting laid and what guy isn't just by what he looks like and if he is then you're like okay I want to look like that if he isn't uh, how, do you tell, how do you tell what are the signifiers Neil Russell is getting laid and he's covered in coffee and stains those stains the patches of honour that Morgan those stains were hard earned they're like notches on a bedpost they're like medals the signifiers are, are standing out and not fitting in ah. right 
like just all the extra stuff, like the you know the ju- the cheap a jewelry and the cute necklaces. Cute to and cheap jewelry. Exactly. My jewelry is not cheap. Some of- yeah, it is actually. So um, there's something they call peacocking. Peacocking. Do you guys know about this? I certainly do. That's when you get your dinkle and then you pee in a glorious arc of wonder right okay. across the. No, then, clearly I don't need to explain it. <laughs> no peacocking. Yeah, so peacocking sort of was dressing up. The way the peacock will spread its colorful tail feathers mm. to attract the female of the species. Yeah. So too must the guy stand out in a colorful way to attract the woman. I see. So I would actually go out and stuff that I really thought was like ridiculously uncool, like a, like a, like goggles or a fuzzy purple vest. Horrible stuff. Goggles. Ugly, goggles. Uncool. You say. And this, <laughs> would, get their this was in London. I did this in London. Like they talked me into it. I wore the goggles. A like, woman walked up instantly, grabbed them, and said, "I hate those." But guess what? It was already on. You came up and you're talking yeah, to me. Yeah, once you're oh. talking, once you get that first moment. Matt, you sound like a serial killer. Why are <laughs> you not talking? Why did you get that first true. moment? Bang! <laughs> You've got the same. You, You've got to have an in. You just need an in. And yeah. then once you're talking. Exactly. Once we went out once with a little monkey. No, that sounds wrong. Uh, we yeah, went, we did. I love that <laughs> little, little guy. monkey would work. We had a <laughs> that little, would be peacock. Yeah, we had a little toy monkey. And yeah. Because so, it was an in. Women right. came up and went, oh, look at that little monkey. And then you're talking to him. That monkey's dead now. I think as soon as they talking, then it's downhill from there. As soon as they start talking, yeah, you've lost it in oh, my experience. Trevor. You know, what Trevor. Well, I just think you know. Do your button back up, Trevor. You're yeah. making me feel sick. <laughs> Showing your nipples <laughs> off, you filthy animal. Once Trevor starts talking to a woman, it's all over. Isn't Why, Trevor? You're such an attractive lad. What's going on? Oh, that's very kind of you to say. You are. Really. You've got a beautiful little face. Have a look at Trevor's MySpace page if you can bear to get for all the porn he puts up there. Filthy animal. Oh, I'm joking. It's lovely. He does pretend to be a lesbian, but he's got his own reasons for that. Yeah. So. <laughs> Okay, Neil, teach us, teach us more, oh, Neil. Oh, I, there's not much. I gotta say, your whole pick up, your whole pick up, your whole comedy routine. Well spotted. Well spotted. It was art because everyone always says, you ask girls what kind of guys they like the most. And they always say, oh, I like a guy with a sense of humor who's funny. But yeah. where I come from, comedians don't get laid. Right. And rock stars who have no sense of humor, most of them get laid like crazy, right? Yes. And, I'll, and you're backstage at most comedy shows, and it's not that interesting mm. right. but your whole thing is just like designed to make you sexually appealing well, and i respect well, well. that what an interesting way to approach the world of comedy this? are you an experiment yes no, it's, about, it's, it's full Peter of string fellow and hugh heffner i got together <laughs> and thought we should make us a model and i don't know if that was intentional and you can pretend like it wasn't but there must have been some thought in there it's inadvertent in Give it like, so let's talk about my stand-up comedy because i'm a self-indulgent person <laughs> exactly so like um, what, what do you mean what particularly about it is, okay. is it advertisement here, here, here's the thing You'll actually go and talk. You'll, you're going to demonstrate that you're good sexually. Yeah, I you, do. you do that. Yeah. At the end, you say you're available, and then you sort of take it back. It becomes comedy at the end when you sort of get a little arrogant or egotistical. Then you sort of take it back with a joke. Yeah. Like you'll talk about your, your size or something. You'll take it back with a little joke. Yeah. But, but yeah. you still planted the idea. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yes. I, I agree. With it's that very good. Idea planting thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's good. You can say something quite outrageous, but it puts the idea in their head. Yes, yeah. fool of these women. And then you, then you, there's a there's a technique called cocky funny. Cocky yes. funny. Yes, that's Trevor Lock. You should try it. You're Trevor. His nickname's Trevor Cocky Lucky. But funny is not a word we associate with. Him. Right. Then he's halfway there. He's on his way. Bless him. Cocky funny. What's cocky Which funny? Which you can say something arrogant as long as you're funny and take it back yeah. at the same time. Ah. I do. So we what? use these techniques. Exactly. Where Trevor Locke just lunges at people at bus stops. Is that in your book, Neil? <laughs> the bus stop lunge? Yeah, exactly. Spilling a big pack of mints into someone's lap and then crying. <laughs> Is that in the book? Because they're all Trevor Locke's methods. 
The Trevor Lock method. The Trevor Lock method. Poor Trevor. Let's have we listen to some music. Yes. Why don't we? What's going Oh my god, Howling Bells. We'll listen to Howling Bells. There'll be more from Neil Strauss. Trevor Lock's gonna do his Sonic Enigma. Matt's gonna do his cultural review. What are you culturally reviewing, Matthew? Um Scotland. You're culturally <laughs> reviewing a nation. What an arrogant man you are. It's my to come up here to this beautiful country <laughs> and think you can culturally review it in a week. The scale's going me. up. It was, uh, it was a county last time. And now it's a country. What That's are you gonna do? Go, oh, there's this bloke, Sawny Bean, he used to eat people in the hills. Is that your cultural review? Perhaps. And Perhaps. Next, next week, a, a hemisphere. <laughs> You're going to do it. Matt will be reviewing the southern hemisphere. <laughs> Funny there, water goes down a plug hole in a strange and peculiar way. <laughs> You're right, Cockety Locks. I liked that. I chose that track Did on you? my own. Yeah. What made you choose it, Trev? Uh, well, um, our producer, uh, Adam Hudson, you. said, this is a good song. Do you want to hear it? And he played it. You're so malleable. You didn't choose it. You didn't choose it. You don't know what made it go into my ears, and I agreed it. You are the plaything of the BBC, aren't you? You're a puppet. You're a little puppet to be placed over an appendage. Colonel Haw Haw. I don't even want to discuss that matter. Neil Strauss, writer of the game and the dirt, the Motley Crew biography, is here with us. Hello, Neil. Thanks for remaining with us and tolerating Trevor. He's done his bum back. Undo your button, Trev! <laughs> God, I don't think it suits me. It's Look it's it's man. Do you think it does? Yeah. Undoing my buttons? Let's have some more buttons undone. No, please, come on. Pe Trevor, pull down your trousers! I've slept in the bed with him for this week. How's it been, Matt? Absolute hell. Has it? It's been, it hasn't been hell, it's been exciting. Have you had his <laughs> little nub rather than a game show? No, no, he stays right over his side, I stay over mine. Trevor wears a nightshirt, don't you, Trevor? Like wee Willy Winky. I haven't worn it this week. What, you've been naked? He's <laughs> in bed with him? <laughs> naked so, with Matt Morgan. It's a book coming out in the spring. Really? Yeah, no. Well, do you, do you, if you're sleeping with a woman, do you wear a shirt? I don't sleep with a woman. Oh, right, I forgot. I'll stay awake. Um, <laughs> no. Looming at him. <laughs> poking him with his I, little I chopstick. I wear the nightshirt with, choppy, with, choppy. with, 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 with my uh, Choppy, partner. choppy. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> okay. We don't say that. We don't say choppy, not, choppy. Not on the BBC. So Why? Let's I'll talk to Neil about the game. Choppy. I want to know something. Yeah, yeah. Do, if if Can you learn this technique? Because I think people... Like, oh, I do that naturally. I'm, that sounds boastful, but like... It does, Matt. The way you're going to alienate our millions of listeners, you feel. Yeah, but some people just sort of have their own methods of, like, socially, you know, like, social interaction. Yeah, no, mm. that's, what, that's what's cool about it is I always thought, like, there are those who have it and those who don't. And by the way, let me ask you a question. So you've, you, you consider yourself a natural... Well, it does. He's I a my, say arrogant yes. pig. Yeah. Just, I've just, read your book, and hanging out with these two guys, I thought, hold on, have they read the book? They haven't. They've got it intuitively. Natural. So let me ask you, and because I, I, asked, I asked Russell this when I met him, but uh, at what age did you lose your virginity? 16. Okay. So, I don't know, because the guys we met who were, like, real Tell naturals, him it was to your uncle. <laughs> <laughs> they all lost their virginity at, like, age, like, 11 to, like, 14. And because really? they, like, lost sex before puberty, they had sex. Like, they could go through puberty, like, totally natural, and, like, be seducing women at 14 and 15. I lost mine in my like early twenties, so I didn't have it. I was rubbish for, until about three years ago. <laughs> That's when he met me. I showed that lad the ropes. I took him on a giddy roller coaster ride of euphoric threesomes and that. Hold on, let me just read out for so you. So you can learn it. You can learn it. You've learned it from Russell, haven't you? Yeah, no, I haven't. Come it anyway. on, Matt. Well, what happened three years ago, magically then? I'll we met out with my girlfriend. Oh, I see. Right. Oh, come on. You I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't believe that. I think having a girlfriend makes you better in bed because you're with the same person. You start to communicate and figure out how it works. Yeah, no, I learned my skills. Let's not talk about me. <laughs> <laughs> I learned my skills. All <laughs> <laughs> grasshopper. Look at you with your Thai cheese section. Pinch my skin, you dirty little devil. Let me just read out some of these text messages that we've got here. To fool my... Oh, we were talking about illness and ways of tricking people. You'll be good at manipulating people and tricking people. Do you use it, Neil? Not 
only on uh, women, but when you're around men, do you use sort of, I don't know, I, I use it in interviews. Like I was interviewing Madonna, I would use, mm. I use the techniques not to seduce her, but to like get her comfortable and get her to give me like a real interview. What now. techniques, for example, on a practical level do you use to make Madonna feel comfortable? Uh, in this case, right, as soon as you see her, you're just put in the journalist category. Right, so yeah, gonna, so she, yeah, she's immediately can be dismissive of that. Exactly. So I'm going to jump out of it and prove that I'm interested. How do you do this? Um, in this case, I, I, and I'm not just going to focus on her, I'm going to focus on like her whole entourage. Right. And it's literally like I have... Right, so if you treat her as one of a member of a group of people, immediately you've not behaved like everyone treating her as special and unique. Exactly. Is that right? And then I'm going to demonstrate something really interesting they didn't know and teach them something about themselves. Go on. What was this? Uh, in this case, I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll... I bet it was armpit farting. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to this, guys! <laughs> Go on. Was it? And, and after that... <laughs> Bunch um, of seduced them. So I don't know if this. I mean, this. I don't know if this will be interesting because it's a visual thing. But I will actually say what's kind of cool. I just noticed something about you, and we'll, I'll do it with with you. Which is, uh, if you can go anywhere in the world you want to on vacation, where would you want to go? And I'll mm. tell you what I'm asking. Where would you want to go for real? Iceland. Iceland. What What do you like about Iceland? Um, okay, it doesn't matter. All right. So when do you notice when he thought? His eyes go up into the left. Up to the left, that right. That means he's a visual person. Visual people, their eyes go up into the left. Right. And uh, feeling people, they go down and to the right. And it's opposite if you're right-handed and left-handed. And also, mm. you're a little left. Are you lefty or no? I'm right-handed. You're right. Well, you, it's interesting because you go to the left side, which either means you're creative or you're born left-handed. He's very creative. Which is true. He's and not then, creative. He's a tedious little fellow. Okay, fella. then he was born left-handed then. Maybe you're I, I, I eat right left-handed. See? Isn't that fucking cool? Up. Oh, oh, no! I apologize. Oh, Swearing on the BBC has oh. <laughs> never happened before. He's over here from America. First, they start an unjustified <laughs> war in the Middle East just to steal oil. Then they come to our beautiful country. Country, Great Britain, and they use the language of the gutter. On behalf of English people everywhere, Neil Strauss, you stick it up. It's all right, and British. Scottish people, Seven everyone from all of this glorious kingdom, you have disgusted. And it's all right, you brainwashing women into having it off with you, but you come on our radio station and say the F word. Sorry about that, Matt, no excuse for that. Genuine <laughs> program. Okay, where's the Queen's obituary box? Get the obituary <laughs> box. Her Majesty is dead. No, she's Don't not. She's fine. I'm only mad. About. Oh, She's that's, fine. That's worse than the F word. Yeah, well, see, it's took the attention away from Neil now. Yes. That's one of my techniques. Hey, on on behalf talk... of my country, I apologise. Well right. done. And, and what about that war? That was a bit out of order as well. You can apologise for that? No, nothing I say can make up for that war. No, that can't be made up for. Okay, this, listen to this text message. To fool my mum into thinking I was too sick to go to school, I used to pour a glass of water down the toilet whilst making horrible and violent spewy noises, then put a couple of eye drops in, pinch the apples of my cheeks and cough a little. Hey, Presto, a day off school. What a lovely technique. I like the pouring water and go, oh, I feel sick. Oh, I feel sick. Good technique. Wouldn't have fooled my mum. Wouldn't it? Oh, your mum's a nurse. My mum was a nurse. You're like that girl out of Johnny Briggs. My mum was a nurse. My mum was a brings it up every five seconds. Russell. <laughs> I like the slightly husky quality your voice has got this morning. It's nice. When I had tons of trouble, I never sounded half as sexy. Michelle in Chinkford. Thank you, Michelle, for that praise. All right, Russ, just found out my best mate's lady friend has had it off with some prat at the Reading Festival. Can you express disapproval for me, says Phil. Yes. Now then, young lady, having it off at the Reading Festival when you've got a boyfriend is... Inevitable, but <laughs> it's inevitable that you're not going to be bound by an ancient code of monogamy, but 
You shouldn't have a boyfriend then. Here's a text message, or it's an email, in fact, it's to all of us. Hello, Russell, Matt and Trevor, says Hillary. There is a small town not far away from where I live in Germany called Dinkelsbühl. Oh, that's nice to live in Germany near a town called Dinkelsbühl. Thanks for listening to us in Germany. It's a very nice place indeed. In fact, Germany itself is a veritable Dinkel haven. Really, you should come around Mark F. You find Dinkel, slightly different spelling from your Dinkel, everywhere. If you're hungry, you can eat some Dinkelbrot. Well, again, you should come around Mark or some dinkle muesli. Being a vegetarian, <laughs> Russell, you could have a dinkle burger. I haven't crossed any dinkle fudge yet, Trev. Eat your dinkle fudge, Trev. Next time I, I visit Dinklesbuell, I shall send you all a postcard. Enjoy the rest of your stay in Edinburgh, Hillary. Thank you, Hillary, for that information. Neil looked baffled throughout that. Oh, right, the word dinkle is a euphemism for penis. At, at the dinkle fudge part, I started to figure it out. Started to realise it, yeah. Ah, oh, fudge doesn't mean, you know, that's not fudge packing. That, has, that doesn't have as much resonance. Although we do say eat your fudge to Trev on a regular basis. And perhaps the reason he's never having it all. Are you gay, Trev? No. Fair enough. Well, I've got to Hang on, it. you've read Neil's book. Yes. And you... This almost looks like I had to read it. I had, to, I had to do it. <laughs> Trevor, yeah, you're an indictment of Neil's brilliant book. <laughs> yeah, it's, exactly. like, it's like reading the Bible and coming in here, kicking someone in the stomach and getting that uh, laying down on your prayer mat. Now, come on. No, I, I read it from a psychological point of view because I was interested in <laughs> the thing that he was. What do a psychological point of view? Well, a psychological point of view. Well, so. how's that different from normally reading it? You put a white coat on and pulled your trousers down and thought about your mum. Well, I don't understand. Well, if we cast our minds back about two and a half minutes, uh, Neil was oh, doing yeah, an yeah, interesting yeah. thing with Matthew where he was no, no, working no, no, no. out yeah. how yeah. he organises information and right. you cut it off to read out an anecdote that praised your dinkle. Yes, That's I very did, Trev. psychologically revealing. Because people like anecdotes that praise yeah, my yeah, dinkle. Interesting, so can we go about. back to this? Yeah, you, because it's you... not an academic show. We have to spice it up on air. No, of course we can have intelligent don't bits. Don't underestimate the listeners. I'm not underestimating the listeners. I'm providing us with a diverse radio show with texture and colour. Neil, do it on Russell and then it'll be more interesting. Yes, that's true. Yeah, stop on these. Back to Do some of me. Do some of me. This is your first Ask him where he wants he most likes to go on holiday. Yeah, we already did that. So I'm going to go on the holiday. <laughs> but here's the, cool thing, here's the coolest thing. Afterward, you do the whole eye thing, and you can tell when someone's lying because their eye will go up to the opposite direction. That's a lie direction. What's your help with that guy with the girl, cheating girlfriend? Right, when he asks her about it, him from whose girlfriend's been betraying him at the Reading right. Festival. And she says she was out uh, playing cricket, for example. Right. And her eyes Good. go up English in the English reference. I switched it from bowling to critic. For, yeah. Well done. Thank you for um, doing that for us. It doesn't yeah. make up for swearing in our beautiful country. <laughs> Good. So, and if their eyes go up in the opposite, opposite direction, you can tell when they're lying. And here's what we did. This was the coup de gras, which I'm not going to do here because it's all about looks. But mm. you can actually tell someone to think of five things, make one a lie. Without them actually speaking them, you can tell which one's a lie by watching their eyes move. It's really cool. It's like brain readery. So my eyes go up to the left. When I lie, they'll go down to the right. They'll go up into the right when you lie. Oh, right, so I lie the other side. Or you'll break eye contact. But this is just the beginning, so you've worked that out, and then what? How do you use it? So what? All right, so, okay, here's what. You know what? Every guy, they're all boring. Same chat of lines. You guys all say, as soon as you meet a girl, my voice just cracked, so... As soon as you meet a girl, you'll say, you know, what's your name? What do you do for work? Yeah. You know, where do you get like in to the go? van? Right, get in the van. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you ask all those boring questions, and they've heard it from every guy who walks up to them. So you got to show you're different, right. right? So after you've done your opener, which we can talk about later if you want, your opener, you, you, your opener is just the, your way to start a conversation. Trevor likes to go up to people and crying, don't you, Trev? <laughs> or arrest them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he does citizens' arrests quite a lot. Instead of placing his hand on her shoulder, he just jabs him in the small of the back. It's an awful thing to watch. It's yeah. worse than Guantanamo Bay, the way you treat I, your I'm prisoners. I'm bad at openers. You're good at openers, Russell. Very good at openers. What are, what are your openers? How do you start? 
Oh, hello. I'm a postmodernist, of course. I go, oh, love, I've arrived here to chat you up. This is the chatting up commencing now. The chatting up's already begun. Stuff like that, you know, deconstructed. That's actually great because you're actually making fun of all the guys who actually do that yes. while doing it. While actually doing it. That's postmodernist. That is postmodern. I'm having my cake and bloody well eating it too and saving a little bit to put down my pants later on in the day. There's cake everywhere, I tell you. It's a cake party and everyone's invited. Not you, Trevor. Eat your fudge. Where's my fudge? Shut up, you. There's a message here from Fungo. It goes, hey, Russell, glad to hear you're feeling better. I thought you looked very ill and vulnerable on the BBC Two Fringe show. I thought people saying I look vulnerable. It's like I'm going to be attacked. You look vulnerable in your Aaron Cardi. So I've decided to knit you a woolly scarf to match your cardi and protect your delicate throat area. Would you like a matching dinkle warmer? Love you, love you, fungo. Yes, I would. I'd like all those things. Send them to us at Six Music. Right. Morning, Russell. It's great seeing you in Edinburgh. Remember your... St- oh, right. That's a local lesbians one. Yes, thank you for that. Had a top old- This one's from Dave. Had a top old time at Reading yesterday. We were like a couple of kids until we realised it's a young man's game. Maybe we should go home. Glad you're feeling well. Can you play Muse for us? Can we play Muse? No. 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 I don't think we can. <laughs> That's not the way we operate here. Here's, um, right, we were talking about fighting and feigning illness. These are two things that involve manipulation. You'll be able to help us to a degree, I reckon, Next. here, Neil. This is from Liam in St. Heaven, in St. Helens. Lay off Trev, you two, or I'll teach you a thing or two about fighting. Well, punch and run, he says in brackets. I've beaten up tall people before, I tell you. You swine, capitalised. P.S. I like Trev's anecdotes. They are boring as mine. Liam, you're a delightful young man. We love Trevor, really. We absolutely do. Why you keep saying things like, why have you gone all weird today? What's that with you? You've got <laughs> all so weird. Just being all weird. I don't want weird. people to think that we hate Trevor. Why not? You've got to own up to yourself one of these days. <laughs> Hello, Russ, Matt, Tra- uh, Russ, Matt, and Fudgy in Trev, says Abby. At school, we used to feign illness by placing a well-known decongestant underneath our eyes. This had the effect of making our eyes burn and stream with water. We would approach the teachers and claim women's problems. The mysterious illness that is guaranteed to make any male teacher blush and send you quick sharp to the sick bay. Only would never actually go to the sick bay and instead would spend the afternoon dossing outside local supermarket. Ah, oh, them were the days. Loving the show as always, says Abby. Dossing, that is a so word. So women can be manipulative as much as men, saying that they've got women's problems. Balance. It's like Peter Sutcliffe coming on here saying, Oh, if you want, I'll talk about tampons. Is he, you can't provide balance, Matthew. Sorry, you know, it's You're the BBC. saying ensconced in the sexist camp, for Christ's sake. I am not. Does Trevor actually want to be a woman? Oh, no, does he want a woman? Maybe subconsciously he's displaying his repression as a shield against real human contact or female interaction. Trevor, are you afraid of relationships? I'm not going to answer that question. Why? Why? You obviously are. No. You are afraid of something. Why are you cupping your nuts? Look. Why have you started to cup them? What does that mean in body language? You know, a man cupping you know himself. Th- you know what I think about Trevor, seriously? And I don't even know you. I just, we just hear you, hear you getting made fun of all day. Absolute yeah. no, idiot. I honestly think you just don't want to risk the rejection. So why bother? Because the rejection, oh, oh, the risk oh, is not as great as the reward. The reward. Trevor. Oh, yeah, Trevor, there is no risk right. in the rejection. Isn't you will absolutely <laughs> will be rejected. It's not a game of chance. <laughs> it's not a gamble. You are rejected, Trev. You are rejected. Eat your fudge. There is another email here from and Malcolm like Wendy. Probably another, another reason. Do you reckon that's? Yeah. Oh, it can't really be really supportive. Come on, you two, get hold of yourselves. Christ's sakes, we've got one sex guru in here. And you know, look at your pair of yours, all simpering and sycophantic. Matt grooming himself. Malcolm <laughs> and Wendy from Edinburgh. Russell, Matt, and Trev. Brilliant gig last night, Russell. No, you guys. Yeah, hang Trev's on. Trev's gig There's last Sunday was also. I can't help it. I'm not writing these. Hang on, let's. 
Let's stop this interesting conversation to read more of these messages of support. I can't help it. This radio show, Matt, this might surprise you. We make this show for the listeners. If the listeners write to us, then we have a duty, a Dreithian duty as broadcasters to bring that message to the people. Anyway, brilliant gig last night, Russell. Oh, <laughs> me, oh, Russ. <laughs> Trev's gig last Sunday was also brilliant. Oh, perhaps this person's not well. Weird, as he's not that funny on radio. Oh, oh. they're joking, you soppy sod. People are laughing, they're joking because we have a convivial, jovial atmosphere that we create. Trev did an hour, it was very good. Awful, Me and Russell were there. Awful very hour. Thought you should know that very close to you on the street behind your studio, Canongate, is the Edinburgh Fudge Shop. So if Trev gets really hungry, you don't have to go far to satisfy his uncontrollable cravings for fudge. Thank you, Malcolm and Wendy. Why are people not bought us no breakfast? We're at the Please, Tun, really Holyrood hungry. Road. Bring us things. Bring us breakfast. Bring Trev some fudge. Bring don't Matt, bring me fudge. I bring Matt fudge. some kitten-heeled slippers now that he's turned himself into a raging Nancy boy. Hi, Russell, Trev and Matt, <laughs> says Leslie. Today is my daughter Holly's 15th birthday. I bought her tickets for your show. She couldn't come because she was too young. You have to be 18. To make amends to her, would you please say happy birthday to Holly? Holly, happy birthday to you. That's, we've said it. Holly, sorry you couldn't come into the show, but there, you know, the show is, is a lot of smut, isn't there? It goes Which on in show my show. Oh, your show. Stand-up yeah, no. comedy Don't show. Don't send a 15-year-old. Don't send a 50. Oh, crikey, no. All that, all that oh, filth, dear. all the muck. Especially not the way it about. ended last night. Yeah. At the end of the gig last night, we did invite everyone to guess what we've done, Neil. Right at the end of at the end of my gig, we goes uh, right, okay, uh, the gig's over now, but we're sort of having a party at this bar called Tonic, which is no. underneath where we live. You're all invited. Everyone's welcome. <laughs> oh, well, man. we say everyone, women. Oh, well, remember, then we goes, no, everyone's welcome. And, like hundreds of people all turned up at this bar. No, not hundreds of people. Hundreds of a people. Hundreds of people. And how did that work out for you two? Worked out well. Well, I enjoyed it. I was eight. He, uh, Russell lasted about ten minutes before he had to go upstairs with a couple of uh, friends. A couple of friends I had to do a guided tour of my flat, of course. Yeah, it was... never came back. It's a huge flat up there. <laughs> Vast place it is. So like, with catacombs and vestibules. A man could get lost in there so as he could. Dear Russell, says Yone Harding. I-O-N-E. Is that Yone, like Yone Grifford? That How's it spelled? I-O-N-E. Or Ioni, like Ioni. Ioni. I don't know. Ioni or Yone. Ioni. Ioni, Ioni Harding. Dear Russell, as an ingrained pacifist and a lady. Right, we know it's a lady, so it's not going to be like Yone. Ingrained pacifist. Ingrained. Funny bit of language. The pacifism's been ingrained. So, like, really, she rejects this pacifism. She would rather kick a homeless person to death (laughs) in the gutter. But I've got this bloody pacifism ingrained in me. Uh, As an ingrained pacifist and a lady, it takes a lot of time to drive, a lot to drive me into hostile action. A few years ago, a male colleague did a number on me. Oh, I hope it were a number two. That would be saucy. (laughs) And as I was worried about getting in trouble, I was disinclined to kick his nuts into his throat. (laughs) <laughs> Instead, Does I that s- mean internally or from the outside? I mean, from the outside, that'd be good. You'd have to stretch them right round, stretch the ball bags quite taut, and then oof, oof them right into the neck. Into his mouth, like it'd be just a circle with legs. <laughs> it'd be lovely, wouldn't it? It'd be like, it'd be like a honey nut loop <laughs> walking down the street. Let's loop together. Other honey nut loops are available. I think it's internal. Uh, yeah, instead I snook, that's, but you say snuck as the past of the verb to sneak, don't, don't get you? so hung up on names um, and words. Language, all that stuff. I snook into his bathroom and ran his toothbrush around the lavatory bowl before pulling down my knickers and sitting on his pillow. 
erotic. That's not that pacifist, is it? It's just passive-aggressive, really. Yeah. It's passive-aggressive, yeah. if anything. That's using your genitals the as a weapon. The pillow thing's nice. Right. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's flattering, isn't it? I'd rather have that than a mint on my pillow at a hotel. Uh, we was <laughs> going to leave you an after eight, instead of which we got a chamber made to just squat it's above like, the pillow for ten minutes. a butterfly print. Oh, Matthew! Why? Why? Why'd you drag everything into the gutter? I apologise, not the views of the BBC. It made me smile, says this lady, uh, Iona, who sat on the pillow. It made me smile the next day when he said he was going off to clean his teeth as he'd had a restless night. I could have done more. I'm a really nice girl, and it makes me wonder about the depths a woman will go to to get revenge on a man. Exciting. I like those sort of revenge. If that's revenge, then show me the way to committing crime. But that doesn't make you any better to do it behind his back. Doesn't right? it? That you're actually right, a worse person. If, because if you do it to his face, then you've got some courage. At least you've got courage right. then, you Neil. You can stand up for your convictions. You can hold your head up high and say, I sat on your pillow in front of your face. Exactly. Do it while he's in the room. Right, exactly. Or while his head's on the pillow. Even, even better. Why not? But Go then crazy. You never would use the toothbrush. What do you mean? Well, if you went... See your toothbrush. I'm going to put it around a toilet. toilet bowl. He'll go, well, buy a new toothbrush. Um, go, go on then. Go buy one. <laughs> That'll teach him. They're yeah. up to five pounds these days. There. Who's the mug? Who's the mug in this scenario? So, have you got any illness stories, Matt, that you want to regard us with? Um, no, I'm a pretty healthy chap. Well, I've been, actually, I've been ill when I've been up here. You've fallen apart, and you've got a constant headache. It's like gone, walking man. around Edinburgh with the elephant man, all wheezing and puffing and complaining, you poor sodger. Um, not really. No, nothing that's not that <laughs> You're embarrassing. You're not very good person to have on the radio. Well, it's then, embarrassing, isn't it? Well, All the things that have happened oh, to me. Oh, yeah, when, you're every, when every 10 seconds you go, my dinko hurts, my dinko hurts. And he has, <laughs> man, Matt has these phantom <laughs> genital diseases, don't you? <laughs> when he was in Australia, he had to go and see a specialist because he's willy hurt. Because it, well, I can't remember what was wrong with him, but he was ever so frightened. Was, oh, willy hurts, my willy hurts. Yes, yes. He's always funny. complaining about Why that are you thing. touching your willy all the time? Because I love that little guy. Me and him, we've been for a hell of a lot together, from the first primitive influences of child abuse right up to modern day oh, adult God. sex. That was awesome. I've never seen like a co-host give their other host like the cut it sign, like you've crossed the line. Yeah, no, he's good. Neil, we got away with that. No one saw what we do. They, they constantly do stuff. I feel like, like that. they should have the benefit of being here. And they should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's good. It's good that we hide we, things about our private got... lives from each other. From no, the, from the nation. From, yeah, yeah, it's good that we've I've got, got more on you than you've got on me, Brad. Come on in, Matt. What you got, son? Let's hear it. Come on, bring me down. I'm unembarrassable. I'm shameless. There's nothing you can say that I'm glad to share with the you nation. You wouldn't leave for your gig because you didn't have the right pants. Let's go to a track. <laughs> <laughs> Underwear. Let's go to a track. He, his PA came in. I was standing there. It's embarrassing to be around. She came in with his white briefs from like Marks and Spencers. Other, Other shops, shops are available. available. She came in. She goes, oh, "I've got your pants." Mm. And he went, no, no, these aren't the right pants. <laughs> and then he said, they've got to be wire fronts. And she said, well, these are these are the same thing. We need to go. No, I'm not leaving. You'll have to go back. Get the, there's a taxi outside. Go and get me the right pants. She had to go off and get pants. And she said, he goes, so you don't make a mistake. I'll show you. He goes, I'll get your dirty pair. <laughs> and he had to go and get a dirty pair and of his wire And I'll rub your fronts. snout in it <laughs> yeah. like a teacher in a puppy. But there, do you remember the pants now? Have yeah. you finally learned the and kind I, of pants I enjoy? And I went into the kitchen and said, Russell, just wear those pants slowing everything down. No, I don't like them I'm not comfortable no <laughs> in right pants underwear it's important obviously. to have the right pantaloonies nice they are is that embarrassing for you it's not nah. is it because I really I, I tell you what it is because I know I'm a good person I know I've got my flaws I know How I'm a bit vain that? and self-involved because you know when you look inside yourself think actually I'm in tune with the I universe just oh, what, what, the universe the universe. Right right on. like Mar Marilyn Manson my first book was on Marilyn Ooh. Manson and here's the thing is you can't bust about anything because he puts it all in the open then you got nothing to hear, fear nothing to hide because you just put it out there and you can't say oh you're taking drugs because he makes a public f fact of it.
So you can't bust anyone if they're not a hypocrite and they just put it in the open. Yeah. He, he was good even in that. Even admitting that his name's Brian. In right, that Columbine film, yeah, he's good. That, that bit when he spoke to him, spoke to Michael Moore, I thought he was like the that best thing in it. That was great. That was yeah. so smart. He's intelligent, intelligent and an open man. man. Really smart. So what, did you spend time with him, did you? Yeah, I originally I was writing for Rolling Stone. I was assigned to do a story on him and I actually didn't like him. So I was going to do it just to tear him apart. Right. But I met him and like, that, like you said, he was so smart that it ended up being a good story. We did a book together. And right, so you didn't like him from his public image. You got to know him. He was actually a dead sweet sort of person. Yeah, yeah, not sweet. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's, not the right word. But smart, but smart, like really smart, really funny, knew exactly what he was doing the whole time. Is he rock and roll? Is he sort of, uh, when he's off duty? Oh, he? he's, yeah, he's rock totally. and roll. Like, yeah. I, I, my first night out with him on tour, I called the girl I was dating at the time and said, I think I'm going to die. Really? Like, really? Yeah. Well, you are, one day. <laughs> <You're>, I was <laughs> right. Yeah. Why, why, what happened? Um... I'm just not going to say on the radio, but everything Drugs. wrong. Everything wrong. Marilyn saucy devil. That's good that he's really like that, because I thought he'd just go I back, thought, yeah, talk to the record this. company and go, what do I do next? No. He wouldn't talk like that, though, would he? Now, what about Motley Crue, though? What are them lads like? Um, my fir again, my first night out with them, within, the night I met him, within 10 minutes, they were arrested. Really? Yeah, I went, I was uh, at the show, about to go backstage, and the cops were like, well, let's arrest the drummer and that, that guy with the funny hair. So I went back to Nikki and Tommy. You should know their names if you know them. No, so. that's what the cops said. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> this book's not been proper, sir. There was a tattooed fella playing the drums. He had a lovely bit of totty with him. If you know his name, please email me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Put that, I'll put it in the book. From the way he was moving his eyes, he creates things by looking up in the sky. <laughs> Interesting. So, because so, uh, uh, Nikki Six had kicked one of the security guards in the head and Tommy Lee had, was inciting women to nudity by having them lift their shirts. Right. So they decided to arrest him. God bless that him. man. So, so I went back to warn him and they thought it was like a joke of their tour managers. So Literally, Tommy Lee was like being let off in handcuffs when I met him. He was wearing just like leather, leather like shorts. Oh, and a kid actually yeah. came up to him and asked him for an autograph. But his hands while he's being led away by the cops. Oh, how lovely! The poetry, the romance, the fairy tale that is rock and roll. Let's have some music now. We'll be talking more to Neil Strauss. Trevor's Sonic Enigma is going to be coming up. Is it a good one today, Trev? I can't remember. Do your buttons up, Trev. Eat your fudge. You Big give bad, me some Trev. Fudge. Bring us stuff. Where's our breakfast? We're at, yeah, we're at the Tons, Hollywood Road. Trev is so hungry. It's almost as if no one's listening to this, this, this show. You're making us feel insecure. Come and bloody well bring us stuff. The Tun, Edinburgh. The Tun, Edinburgh, Hollywood Road, the BBC bit around the back. And BBC people downstairs, for God's sake, let them in. And if they don't let them in, cast them aside. Barge your way in. Fight your way into this studio. Six music. Who are we trying to be now, you imbecile? Don't encourage him. Thank you, man. It sounded like talking heads at first, then it sounded a bit like like Trevor wasting everyone's time with absolute rubbish. That is value added stuff for this show, that is. What is it? What value is it? I was in the studio nailing that one down. Did you, Trevor? Did you like the vocal on it? I liked I it. I hated Thank it. You very much. I hated everything. I thought bit Russell, of it. when he, when you actually said Russell Brand, and I thought he'd like it. Did you say my name? <laughs> you beautiful boy. <laughs> How I love you, Trevor. Lock. Let me clamp you to oh, my breast. Oh, Breakfast God. has come early. <laughs> yeah. I hope it ain't the only thing, Ducky Pools. His nipple looks like a fried egg. Yeah. How dare you? I've got really lovely nipples. You have. That is a well-defined areola. Lovely little areola. They'd be nice to him. Nice they are. Ever so tiny. Oh, Just perfect nips. Like a one penny nips. piece. Of course, they're confident lives they've lived, bloody yeah. things. Why they're never you, out of the spotlight. How have you developed pectoral muscles when you barely do anything for yourself? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like them fat people have to be removed by a crane. <laughs> Get me a fried egg sandwich. I couldn't possibly move my own spine. Listen, I'll tell you why. Because of all the activity, all the stand up comedy, all the moving about, all the hours your father. A fella's bound to develop with that. So, okay, so we've heard the jingle now. We've heard the jingle. We've now. heard the jingle. Oh. We've heard the hype. 
the now for the trite. Let's hear the Sonic Enigma. My appetite's wet. Okay, so this is Trevor Sonic Enigma. For people who haven't listened to this show, and God knows I pity him, what is the function of the thing they're about to hear, Cockety Locks? Well, if you listen to this show, you've probably got ears. What you need to do is keep them clean, keep them open, and listen to the sound. Listen to the soundscape. Yeah, then once you've heard the sound, then Translate what? it into a well-known song title. Translate this sound then... into a well-known song title, then send it to us if you can work it out. Let's have a... Should we listen, Trev? Why not? Oh, we do. Come on. Let's do it, baby. Body. I'm warning you, if you do that, oh, here come, oh, what, lips, <laughs> your teeth, oh, your tongue, get your tongue off, oh, those, the size of those lips, and that tongue is enormous, get your teeth out of me. What's what wrong with you? Trevor, Trevor. Trevor! Are you, do you want attention? Have you started smoking? <laughs> Are, you smoking Are you smoking, Trev? I'm smoking. Are you smoking the cigarettes? I'm smoking. You, you're not smoking in a Jim Carrey way. Oh, I no. No, you're smoking in. <laughs> you've set fire to your duvet to get attention in a prison. You've That's heard the way my you're jingle. smoking. Now listen to my enigma. <laughs> oh, the jingle was just a start. The enigma's the denouement. <laughs> Trevor, so if you think you can work out what guess. track that is, from that jumbled mind funk, then text us on 64046 or email russell.6music at bbc.co.uk if you think you know the answer to that. If you've got any questions for Neil Strauss while he's here, you might as well take advantage of the situation. If you think your girlfriend's been lying to you or you want to have it all for someone else's girlfriend, I'm sure Neil can help you <laughs> with those inquiries. Uh, Matt's culturally reviewed Scotland or the concept of peace or happiness this week. You've not, well, no, but I'm saying that, oh, that right, you've not delivered the review. The review has happened. I the mean, reviewer of Scotland is here. Oh, he's got his list. <laughs> don't, you're not he's looking at it. He's going to read it off some notes. Oh, don't <laughs> preempt my address. <laughs> don't preempt my address. He certainly thinks it's JFK. Don't read that. Git. Edinburgh Review. All right. Oh, yeah, this is good. Oh, this is gold. Those oh, are my notes. <laughs> listen to Matt's notes for his cultural broadcast. review. No, no, this is, let's just see this is a tease. Let's see this is a tease for the cultural review. When Matt does his cultural review later, you will be dazzled when he tells you of the funny smell. That's his first <laughs> note. There is a funny smell, There's apparently. There's a funny smell in Edinburgh, isn't there? Don't leave it all in the gym, <laughs> no, mate. It Save it for your well, review. Save it, it for a review. This is wetting people's appetites. This, this, this is teasing people. Do Neil will probably review. tell you this is a good thing. No, we're doing the review later. We're on the Sonic Enigma now. This is a carefully constructed and brilliant show. We cannot meddle with that formula. You are blowing the good Next, stuff. Matt will be telling you that there's no music. Next, he'll be saying, <laughs> stay up all night. Not many Scottish people then he's done an arrow pointing to a drawing of a pentagram what's wrong with you Trevor's gig forward slash Russell's gig don't like the order that's in people in kilts people in kilts oh how do you do it Matt real subcutaneous Scottish culture really getting into the heart of Scotland there I've seen, I've seen this film talk. Braveheart Scotland's a bit like Mel Gibson's ego friendly people Rosalind Chapel well you'll be hearing all of that on Matt's cultural <laughs> review. That is going to be exciting. If that ain't got you stirred in your loins, I don't know what the hell will. That list has been constantly added to. No, really, it could evolve. <laughs> it, could, oh. it could evolve at any time. That's not the end of the list. For heaven's sake, don't think that you're getting a trite and lazy review of a country like Scotland that mentions kilts. <laughs> what else are you going to dazzle, dazzle us with? Shortbread. Haggis, haggis actually. Me, me and Trevor oh, oh, haggis. Oh, God, he's going to mention haggis. Oh, you've got, you've got to mention flapjack, haven't you? 
What was do you mean? No, I was had it? the nicest flapjack I've ever eaten. Do you remember? <laughs> <laughs> what do I go around a flapjack for? This isn't a cultural Look where his review. eyes went, Neil, when he said that. <laughs> to his own genitals. They went round and round. <laughs> he looked at his own genitals. That's where he calls his flapjack happy slap. I'll have some Russell, crack. Russell, you had some that flapjack. It was, it was nice. nice. It was nice. Bobby's yeah. made it. Don't advertise Bobby's. Oh. Other flapjacks are available. Okay, They're so not. There's only one flapjack. <laughs> Matthew, no! Undue prominence on the BBC. We've had him saying F. We've had him advertising Bobby's flapjack. Jacked. What's wrong with you? Wait till you see the state of Bobby. Okay, so Trevor Sonic Enigma, do we need to hear that once more? Have we got to tolerate that well, junk? Oh, God. Go let's on. have a further go listen on. to Trevor Sonic Enigma. If you know what this is, text us on 64046, then contact a mental hospital, see if there's a bed for but Trevor. what would they win, Russell? What would they win? They get the chance. We'll be back in London next week, will we? And they come in the studio? Yeah. No, we're not, because no. we've got to do a pre-record, because I've got to have in two a, weeks time, they can a holiday, because I'm having a mental breakdown. <laughs> so, um, right, let's, uh, let's have a one more listen to the uh, Sonic Enigma. I'm warning you. If you do that, oh, here come, oh, what lips, <laughs> your teeth, oh, your tongue, get your tongue off, oh, those, the size of those lips, and that tongue is enormous, get your teeth out of me. You disgust me, Trevor Locke. I'll tell you what, though, I, for the first time ever, I think I know what that is. Yeah, of course you should really? do. Yeah, if if anyone should know, it should be you. If well, anyone that's on another, the... clue, another clue there, obviously. Yeah, clue. No, ooh, I don't know what it is. You don't know what it is. I don't or... even really if, care. If anyone... No, it's difficult to <laughs> care. Well, you'll no, be coming into not... the studio next week anyway, won't you? Sorry? You'll be coming into the studio. Oh, well, no, not on the basis of that cultural review. I think you should be fired as a racist. He hasn't done it yet. He's going to riff off that. It says nice people. Friendly oh, people. Oh dear. Oh, 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 yes. Stop We're alive, Go baby. To bam. That's Go just to 1% of an orgasm. Can you imagine the real thing? Okay, let's, uh, let's go to what's, what we're going to listen to now, Matty. Why do you always do this? Because thing? it's your bloody job. How about that? How about it's not, that? Though. When we're up here, someone else presses the button. Larkin Love. Larrikin Love. Larrikin Love. Have a look at this. Larrikin Love, happy as Annie. How could we be? Let's have a listen to Larrikin Love right now. We'll use our brains to interpret the sound. <laughs> I'm here with Matt Morgan. You're right there, Matt. What does that mean well, when you I touch your nose like, like that? It, I don't know, but I think my culture review has been oh, treated been very bad. Yeah, yeah. well, you can... take it up with the BBC governors. I'm, I'm sure they'll be very sympathetic. I'm going to do a Maverick you. review at the last minute and change oh, it. Oh, hello. A Maverick review, eh? Trevor, what are you doing? If you're on MySpace, Trev, cruising, grooming, all those things you do on MySpace, I'm going to be very well, cross. Can I see what he's doing? Because it's kind of funny. Doing, he's selecting which emails to print, but he's avoiding the ones that insult him. Oh, Trevor, print them all out. <laughs> Particularly the ones that insult you. Thank you for pointing out that, you, Trev. Do I have to step up again? Trevor, <laughs> you are a git from everyone in the United Kingdom <laughs> combined. <laughs> Everyone's finally achieved consensus. Fantastic. Oh, please. Imagine that. Okay, right, so yeah, we've set up that Sonic Enigma. It's more baffling. Send uh, your answers to 64046 if you have them. So, Neil, about your time with Motley Crue. I mean, you know what went on. What were they, 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 they nice lads at heart. Do you ever see some sensitivity from Nicky Six and the Boys? They all have, like, their own individual personality. Like, Tommy's, like, the big, happy baby. Vince is, like... Um, and Nicky's... <laughs> right, you can't say his personality. <laughs> no, no, Vince is all, between beer three and beer six, he's the most charming guy there is. Really? Between yeah. beer three and beer six? Oh, but after beer six? Yeah, after beer... Oh, it's a, it's a, night, it's a car crash. It's really? a car crash? Yeah. Really? Um, yeah. Do they, they still live like that, or are they in recovery? You yeah. know what's crazy is, like, they, they still, like, will do that. Like, they'll f still be, like, falling off the wagon. They're, like, really? it's a nonstop storm of... Wow. Yeah, even since the book came out, like, they've done so much horrible stuff, and there's so much stuff, like, I left out. Really? Like we're yes, sitting around on the book, like we're sitting around the book tour, and 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 Tommy's like, remember that time we said we'd pay book twenty bucks to any girl, girl and her mother who did the band. Wow! And they're like, but then they're like, and then did that happened. That happened. Then Nikki was like, yeah, and we were going broke doing that, 
And then Tom, then uh, Vince will say, but... <laughs> They're going broke on $20 mum and daughter combos. So they switched it to mom, daughter, grandma. Did they get any takers? And then, then Vince will be like, Tommy, remember the time you did that in Seattle? And right. like... They, they, they put us all to shame. We can push things further, guys. No. We're going on no, tour soon. No, no. We are going to make <laughs> Motley Crue look like beyond the fringe. We're going to go four generations, not four three. Four generations. <laughs> we'll be digging up people's ancestors. <laughs> I tell you, reanimating corpses. We're not coprophiliacs. Not full time. That's not the right word. Yes, you got the wrong word. Necrophiliacs. We're not. It has to be said, we are not. <laughs> we're not coprophiliacs. I have never tasted Backdoor um, jam. Yeah, that's yes. whoopsie. Necrophilia for dead people, coprophilia for in your gob, neither of which we endorse here on the BBC. Absolutely not. Competition winner, Susie. Talk to the mic, darling. Have you look how patronising I am then? <laughs> so, um, uh, she doesn't so, even have a chair. She doesn't have a chair. She has to oh, just bend yeah, over. Sit down, dear. Crouch oh, down. Dear. Sit in that chair. <laughs> right, so have you enjoyed this experience? Because this is your prize to come in the studio and be with us. Have you enjoyed it so yes, far? I have. It's a laugh, hasn't it? It's been lovely. Are you aware of Neil Strauss's book, The Game? No. It teaches you how to seduce women. Hold on, let me look at you for a second. <laughs> Right, uh, alright, wanna go on holiday? Yes, please. Right, she looked down. Get us a cuddle! Get your clothes off! Boy, get them off, go on! Have I picked this? Is that how it works, Neil? My work here is done. Yes! <laughs> I'm a supremo womanizer, so as I am. What a lesson it's been for all of us. You are right, Matt Morgan? Yes. Why do you always ask me that? Are you worried about me? I am worried about You're you. You're the one standing there with stains on you. <laughs> <laughs> no shoes on. I'm the very epitome of a vagabond. I am the very model of a modern homeless person. Because I tell you why, because you look so lacrimose, you look so tear-stained, no, you look so dreadful. Quite and interesting. Quite and interesting, I'll dispute the latter. Trey, have you got any more stories about being ill for a man who spent his old childhood in bed complaining, you malingering little twit? There was an embarrassing one once when uh, my little... Uh, um, your little what, Trev? Your little what? My, one of my... Your what? dinkle came through a ceiling. No, picked, someone used it as a Christmas decoration. Oh, that happened? Someone put it on the top of a Christmas tree. No. All the Trevor anecdotes end up with something coming through a ceiling. That's it's a bizarre true. formula. No, it's not that's, true. That's the way... So, you know, there's seven plots that can exist, or 12 plots in there, the Wandering Jew, the Triumphant Return, all these archetypical plots. Trevor has one plot. It's known as the boot comes through a ceiling plot. <laughs> Trevor, stop playing me your phone! Oh! I like, I like when he feels like he's losing you, he'll exaggerate it. They were all on drips every exactly. one of them. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exaggerates yeah. it to that keep the story interesting. I have led an interesting but quiet and different life. I've <laughs> never seen anything interesting happen in your life, Trevor. Yeah, you are a joy vacuum. I mean, right, okay, fine. Come uh, on, tell what, us an anecdote yeah. about being ill, you little joy vacuum. Do, uh, do you want to do the one about the, the orange? Do I want to do the one about <laughs> an orange? <laughs> what about an orange? <laughs> you know, I've told it to you before about the little fella that w swelled up to the size of an orange. Great a little fella? Oh, my, tell us, hey, I don't remember this story. Your Sounds interesting. Let's, let's hear him out, Matt. He, just, he just did it, though. He just went orange, and then he went grapefruit. Yeah, Again, exactly. exaggerated. Yeah. And we yeah. went, it doesn't sound very interesting. He said watermelon. You're the exaggerator. <laughs> it was the size of the moon, it were. It was like a little It went beyond opera. matter. It was antimatter. Yeah. What is this thing? What, what are you was? talking about? Well, what happened was, it was I was about to do my mock A-level exams, and I started to get all sleepy. It's <laughs> like sleeping for your mock sort of anecdote? And I thought it it's was It's like being with Motley Crue, really. I'm <laughs> <laughs> about to do my mock A-level exams. I was exam. about to do my... <laughs> Nicky Six was sitting his A-levels, and he felt a bit sleepy. Oh, I'm a bit sleepy, Tommy Lee. Shall we take a nap? <laughs> but seriously, no, this this is much more rock and roll than Motley Crue. Oh, it Crue. is rock and roll. Blimey, when at what point did you do the speedball? When Motley Crue have no... Then we went to the Viper Rooms. <laughs> Crew. To get all worked up. <laughs>
have no currency in this country at all. We don't know who they are. They, that's not the greatest country you They did Jonathan Ross. Sabrina. That changed when they did Jonathan Ross. Did they? They did Jonathan Ross. Yeah. Trevor! Um, 20 pounds each. And his dad. <laughs> no, no, no. Jonathan difference. Ross, Paul Ross, the old Ross family for a score. <laughs> no, but you're right. They don't have current, like, the, yeah, you're right. They're, who are they? Away. No one. Trevor, all right, they, they don't have a Sabrina cover. Girls, girls, girls. I'll tell well, you what. That's a hit in 1988. <laughs> what does I mean, have currency in this country is Trevor Locke going on about having one big nut. Let's hear it then. <laughs> oh, Let's hear you talking about having one big ball. Well, that's it, really. I, I thought it was because I got hit on right, the back of the head by a cricket ball. Right, naturally. You yeah, would think that. I was Had you been hit on the back of the head with a cricket ball? Well, I took a sneaky single, and I, as I was you running. You took a in, sneaky single? <laughs> I did. Is that, that a better not be language you pricked up in prison? Look. I was opening the back. I took a sneaky single, took it back to my place, <laughs> undone a shirt button, one of me nuts swelled up. <laughs> Come no, on, we'll just get this story Section out. one of the town league, Bugbrook St. Michael 74. Oh, crap. Boy. Oh, you're so boring. boring. <laughs> we were playing the police. We were playing the police. We were playing the police. Yeah. And I, yeah, I was opening the bat and I took a sneaky single and the, the, one of the, I think he was a lieutenant or something. And he a came left, in. A left-handed, what, a left-handed bowler? What, a left-handed, what, a left-handed, the, the policeman? He was in the, he was high up in the police. He, he came the in, he threw it, hit me in the back of the head. <laughs> I carried on batting. Um, Why would that make your nuts swell up? <laughs> Why would your nuts later, swell up? Later on, like your head. later on, don't jab your finger at the world. You're not Churchill. I got What's hit by a bouncer. On? I got hit by a bouncer. I wish a bouncer would come here and smack you right in the gob now. <laughs> I, I, wish was, we had to I should have retired hurt, but they came on and Paul <laughs> Cattell, he poured a cup <laughs> of water. Who, who, who? Paul Cattell, he, he was my captain, he poured a cup of water over me. I he don't said, blame right. him. He, has my he poured a cup of water. That was that pastor's medical treatment in them days. I had to stay in. I had to carry on batting. Otherwise, we would have lost. this connected to the swollen testicle. How? Two days later, I'm very sleepy. Two days sleepy, later? That's sleepy, disorientated, no. and I thought, well, that's the concussion, isn't it? It's a delayed <laughs> oh, that's reaction. a concussion, isn't that's it? That's what I thought. I mean, it's natural, isn't it, Neil? You'd have thought that. Stop so trying to enlist that guest's help. Don't bring Neil some water this. on him. Throw stuff at him. <laughs> there, oh, take that, Trev. That I could have been electrocuted with these headphones on. Anyway, <laughs> listen, Charles what happened was... Thing. Electricity would never pass through you. Charisma I, never does. I started sleeping, and I thought, well, this is unnatural. I'm sleeping. Is it nerves? Is it concussion? And then, one morning, I felt this <laughs> tightness in my pants. Oh, dear, that must have been oh, a first. We, we call it puberty down. in the States. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my voice dropped. Yeah, I was ashamed. Developed. No, what happened was... <laughs> Don't be ashamed of those feelings, Trev. Never so, be ashamed. Oh, I've just... thrown fruit at him. He's all covered in fruit. Yeah, that's well, horrible. Sorry, I do love you, Trev. Wipe your glasses. I can't bear to see you with fruit hanging you know, off the specs. Well, I don't have any clean shirts left. <laughs> I'll buy your shirt, all right? Okay. I'll take you out west. I'll treat both you of you that are covered in stains. It was orange juice, so it's symbolic of the story. I think ah, it's okay. Ah, mm -hmm. we could squeeze exactly. that out of his giant thematic. nut. Yeah. Come on in, Trev. Get to the so bit. Thought, Get to the bit, Trev! Why am I covered in orange juice? And then I remembered. Look down, it's tight, and I looked down, and there it was. It was swollen up and all what painful. You, why did you say there it was? Well, he was there. You haven't established it's, that it's a testicle. It's a testicle. It's, it's a, a testicle. 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 One of my testicles is swollen. One of your testicles yeah, is swollen. It's one of the sequel to one of our <laughs> yeah. dinosaurs is missing. One of my testicles is swollen. You won't yeah. get Alec Guinness involved in that. <laughs> Wait, Peter Ustinov paid the testicle. Crikey. Anyway. So I rang up Sam Tapsell because he just passed his test. Well, why wouldn't you? And he drove me to the Sam doctors. Sam Tapsell, the most boring mention Dr. of your White, name yet. Doctor White told me to drop my trousers. Oh, Doctor White. She put, you know, and she had a feel, and she reckoned oh, it was Christ. a torsion. 
She said it was a torture. Well, she that's, panicked. That's really bad. Well, it wasn't she, panic. Exactly. She panicked. I could see her panic. She could see the panic. What were the signs of the panic, Trev? Well, she just went. She swallowed. She what did she do? Kick she, her high heel through the left, ceiling. She said, "Don't worry, I'm just going to go." Has she, this got a ceiling in it anywhere? She called an ambulance. She called. She's a doctor. She called an ambulance. She called an ambulance. She said it's a torsion. She's a regression. Torsion's really bad because if it twists enough, the blood supply's cut off and you lose your testicles. Well, exactly. Chubby Checker telling us to twist again like we did last supper. Trevor's got last a torsion. I don't know. I don't know why I'm thinking of Jesus. Jesus had a I would twist, yeah. but I'm, unfortunately, I'm nailed to this cross. Yeah. I can't move oh. a muscle. Oh, come on, on a Sunday. We all respect <laughs> Jesus. At least, at least we've proven he has sexual contact with a female. Yeah, oh, nice. Well, this is the thing. Yeah, so, it was a doctor. Admittedly, she had to get paid. Jesus. They rushed me into this ward. They put me on in one of those little nighties that's too short and has no back. Did they put you in that trip or did you have that in I your handbag? I asked if I could wear it. And they said, all right. People there still. <laughs> so I get, I get <laughs> lies, and uh, and it turns out it's not a torsion. He is lying. He goes some... and uh, oh, he like looks up. Where not... did look at his eyes? <laughs> <now>? He's <laughs> lying. Yeah. And they were it's all under not... in the house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. rhubarb. Totally. It's not a torsion. It's some sort of infection. They give me antibiotics. The swelling goes down. Unfortunately, some of my friends from my sixth form college came to visit me, including a girl that I quite liked. What was I... her name? Uh, uh, Joe Roberts, I think. Joe Roberts. And, they all, and, 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 and Mary Cook. Did they anyway. sign your testicle? <laughs> <laughs> but I was bemused how I got this infection. So I asked the doctor, I said, how come I've got this infection? Where's it come from? She goes, well, some sort of sexual activity. And I Chance said, to be a fire so I thing. said to her, yeah, but how did I get the infection? And oh. she said, well, you've probably got it from some sort of sexual activity. I said, no. You never and, had she go, and she goes, well, you know, maybe just a sort of... Haven't you had any? And she, the shock on her face is it dawned on her that I had had, no well, sense. maybe kissing. Oh, poor no. Trevor. And it was that was the most humiliating bit so about it. So someone had had sex with you in your sleep? No. <laughs> and what does it have to do with the softball on the back of the head? It's not often you pity the perpetrator do of you these know crimes. Where I got it from. I reckon, look at me, mate. I, I didn't know I you borrowed then. Paul Cattell's box. When I went out to Cricket bat. box. Yeah, I reckon that's where it came you from. Can't oh, get into your no, so that's, that's where we feed back into the boring cricket. In, in roots some ways, of that's almost story. the perfect anecdote. It loops back. You thought it was a red herring. You Why did he start off at the a cricket? testicular infection from a cricket box? No, because you would have to go into your urethra all the way through <laughs> your body. It, it just Trevor, don't happen. count that cricket box as sort of a girlfriend. Don't try and strike <laughs> up a relationship with some protective nut gear. Right, okay, let's have some music to try and cleanse our palate of Trevor Locke's giant nut. I'm looking at you. I think we've put. Motley Crue to shame right there. We, oh, They've got we one of them now. I mean, they're having it off with ten generations, but Trevor has had it off with a cricket They box. don't impress me, Motley Crue. I find it lazy and derivative what they do. Oh. It's all been done before. You know what? They've the, done the, it before. Guess what? what? Read the book. It's not about the music. It's about the lifestyle. Yeah, Trev. It's about the lifestyle. Been done. It's been done before, hasn't it, that lifestyle? Let's listen to some music. It's the Graham's Rolling Stones choice, did it better, Graham's choice. Graham's with us. Graham's been looking after us since we were in Edinburgh. When I got to Edinburgh Airport, right, what happened was this fella picked me up. Not like that. I was there. I was lost at the airport. The taxi didn't turn up. It was oh, supposed to yes, collect me. And then Graham ghosted up to me, all mysterious. Graham is a man of mystery. He's sort of like a spy or something. Graham, I think, could kill a man. He is a sort of an Edinburgh lounge lizard. Are you all right there, Graham, on the other side of the studio? I'm okay. I'm Do you want to come on, Mike, or are you happy over there? I, it's up to you. Come over here, Graham. Talking to this yellow microphone here. Graham, I want to thank you for rescuing me at the airport when you did. What was it that made you decide not to leave me standing there lost at the airport, but in fact to step in and rescue me? What made you decide that? Um, I think it was your profile. My profile? Yeah, from behind. And it was My very profile hot. from behind. <laughs> thank you, <laughs> It was very hot. 
Yes, and I, I just didn't think it would be a good idea for you to stand there. No, no, Not it was profile. The, oh, yeah, yeah, this bloke won't last two minutes up here. A profile. Yeah, my profile is likely to get me into all manner of dangers, but then Graham swept me off, and, and ever since we've been here, he's looked after us. He took us to the Rosalind took Chapel. Took me to the doctors. Took and Matt back. to the doctors and back from the doctors. Twice. And that was twice. Twice. Yeah, Poor yeah Matt, twice. You're not a well man, are you? It's him now. with his giant nut. There's you falling apart with your headache. I don't know. I've got laryngitis and tonsillitis as well. Blimey. Motley crew. I bet at least they're in rude elf, those boys, for heaven's sakes. If they are, they never admitted it. Right, you should, write a, you should write a book about us, I think, and our antics. There's Trevor Locke there doing every cricket box. There's Matt, he ain't been well. It's amazing the way we live our life. You're right, Cox diddly lock, did he? Well, I'm all sticky now, aren't I? Yeah, well, you keep that to yourself, dear. So we've got a message here. It says, Russell, I think you're funny, but could you please let people speak? No, I can't do that. There's uh, someone here saying, is it Maneater by Nelly Furtado? If it isn't, I haven't got a clue. That's an entry to your uh, Sonic Enigma, Trev. Is it Nelly Furtado? Don't Man waste eater. my time with lazy entries into this competition. Trevor, do not <laughs> abuse our listeners. I will abuse them if they abuse me with that stupid. I'm what a what a thing to think, Nelly Furtado. Oh, Trevor, the bully becomes the bully. Oh my God, this is an important I'm social experiment. I'm not being bullied. I'm just you know. Being you become a bully boy. I'm not a bully boy. You're yeah. a real bully boy. Hey, you're like some kind of slick back jerk off, ain't you? What <laughs> you being a bully boy for, huh? Some kind of wise guy. Is it Manny? Oh, he's not. He's not Manny. No, you've been offensive. Trev should go out with Neil and pull some ladies, says Ross. Neil, is that possible? Could you Henry Higgins, this poor, poor Pygmalion? Come. I, I could. I can make it work for him. You can make it work for I him. I don't believe you. Have you mastered head transplants? <laughs> you lop his spate off his head with a sickle and replace it, I don't know, with a melon or perhaps his own testicle. Is Trev's Sonic Enigma World Shut Your Mouth by Julian Cope? Says Matt McCann and Oakham Bonk. What Matt McCann names? and Oakham Bonk, shut your mouth. <gasps> Trevor! Not Why? really. Not really. Trevor. I want you to like me. I want to be loved. That's all. I love you. Oh, hey, you. Russ, Matt and Trev, if I was in Edinburgh, I would have bought you all breakfast. The Sonic Enigma just looking for, is the Sonic Enigma just Can't looking read. for a kiss by the New York Dolls. That's from Amy. Is it the Dolls? Yes, it is. Well done. Trevor! You know perfectly well that the formula of this show is I only read out wrong answers till the winner is revealed later in the show. So how could that ever be the right answer? I'm a maverick. Sometimes you I change the rules. Sometimes I break them. Sometimes but, but I don't even see them. That was a cool choice, though. You can't insult them for can't insult calling out the New York Dolls. Exactly. You shouldn't insult them Good at call. all. They shouldn't be insulted yeah. under any circumstances. That's why they've won. <laughs> Sonic Enigma is... Shut up, Trev. Sonic Enigma is I Can't Look at Your Skin by Graham Coxon. Is it... Is Lucy McCarthy in Coventry correct, Trev? Lucy, were you here, I would not be able to look at your skin. I can tell that from the patheticness of your Someone answer. Someone says that <laughs> every week. With him? It's, it's an answer to... Well, eventually yeah. they'll be right. Her? In an infinite universe, they'll eventually be right an infinite number of times. Yeah. Will they? Is, she, is that how know. infinity works? I don't know. Where does she live? Coventry? Coventry. Who's does Coventry count in the infinite universe? Of course it does. It be Coventry. After what they went through, then poor sods. An infinite Coventry. Relegation. Is Trevor's Sonic Enigma Kiss Kiss by Holly Valance, says Esther. 17 years near Bath. Ah, oh, bless kiss, her. Kiss kiss, Esther. Kiss kiss. She's 17, Trevor. Oh, sorry. <laughs> For God's sake. Tut tut, Trevor. Fancy not addressing in my repression cues. Here's a thought. Maybe Trevor's is all he needs. Luxury is solitude. That's a lovely poem. <laughs> well done. This is like Edward, that's from Edward Lear. <laughs> it's a surrealist rant there. Hello. 
Did you know there's a thread on the message board with a link to an image of Trevor's head hanging out a hole in a ceiling? It's more Spider-Man than Superman. Oh, yeah, someone left that on my MySpace. I've seen that on Matthew's yeah, MySpace. Yeah, it's funny, that image. Yeah, have funny. a look at that, yeah. Also, Luke's cartoon's good. Here's a message here. Someone says simply, cut off Trevor's buttons with scissors. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Russell. Sadly, Trev was sort of testicles. right last week when he said a horse has three sexes and the third is a gelding. That's from Katie. It's not a sex. It doesn't occur in nature. They're amended by man, ain't they? Don't we chop their nuts off or something? Katie knows, Russell. That's all I'm saying. If we're going to question the word of Katie, I we think, might as well throw the rule book out the I window. I think we should we? call Trevor a gelding. Trevor, you're a gelding. <laughs> you don't have proper sex. You've got a great big nut like a space opera. <laughs> all right, lads. Are we coming to stay on Hallam Street next weekend? Oh, I'm coming to stay on Hallam Street. Is it all right to drop in the silo and cover Trev's cheeks in kisses and a monster. Trevor. Well, I don't know what it means. But this person is offering to kiss you, Trev. Can you afford to look a gift gelding in the mouth? I don't know. I don't know. I'm, no. We'll see. Maybe if you just draw those little crosses on me, that's fine. That'll count. Uh, we'll contact him on MySpace. Got a letter here from Mel. Hi, guys. Saw both Trevor and Russell shows in Edinburgh. Have to say Trevor's was really good. Much better than I thought it would be. Despite the creepy family of children in the front row who were going crazy to get in and push themselves to the front of the queue. Definitely not appropriate show for nine-year-olds. Thought you came across really well, Trev, and likeable. Not like how you are on the radio when you're like a moany victim <laughs> in the <laughs> nicest possible way. So yeah. People don't like victims, Trev. They're but, that but people say that this is, a, this is an act. They understand. Why are you deconstructing our radio show? It's a brilliant dynamic we've constructed. You were very good last night, Russ. Hope you enjoyed the tonic bar and managed to ensnare someone lovely in Edinburgh. Next time, choose a bigger bar, except hopefully not those lunatics who are at the front. Well, not the people at Trevor's gig who were children. They weren't <laughs> invited. Jesus Christ. Matt, where were you? Matt was there was for a there. little while till he snuck off with a groupie, the terrible little character. The way that man lives his life. I read my book. Enjoy Edinburgh <laughs> and your book. That's the most disgusting euphemism I've ever heard. It's the book of the damned. That he's... It's been mad up here for fans, hasn't it? Walking around views very difficult these days. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I likes it. Nice to meet people when we exchange with people. Are you Russell Grant? <laughs> <laughs> Russell Grant is a fat astrologer in this country. A fat gay astrologer. He's actually a lovely fella. I've met him once, and once there was a mix-up, and I got sent one of his costumes. I actually <laughs> made the mistake of smelling the crotch. I've never been the same since. But, yeah, I often, that often happens. Oh, are you Russell Grant? Are you Russell Grant? I grin admirably and say, oh, no, get away from me. <laughs> no, 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 I don't mind it. It's nice that people talk to me at all. It's exciting. exciting to be spoken to by people. OK, we've got Matt's Cultural Review coming up. We're trying to ring Noel Gallagher. Where's the telephone? Matt's Cultural Reviews includes things like funny smell. It's going to be intriguing <laughs> to listen to. Neil's still with us. We've got the Sonic Enigma winners. Little chat with Noel, then we'll wrap up this show. What a time we're all having. What are we going to listen to now? A CD. <laughs> a CD, that's right, a compact disc. From what, how's that word said? Pizzicato. Pizzicato. Pizzicato vibes. So I seem to listen to them. Let's listen with our little brain boxes. <laughs> what I'm interested in, cockety lockety, is yeah. why you're using Neil Strauss as a resort, resource to write messages to your MySpace conquest. Yeah. You just frantically winning, Matt. You were going, <laughs> you, this woman's just messaged me. What, what do I say? You write a message, oh wise one. You write us a message. I'm sitting here writing it, so if... It, I thought it'd be an interesting experiment. Who is the person that might be listening? The woman's so if, just added me. She's online now. What's got, her name? Uh, her name happens to be... Go on, say it. Yeah, Elvis. Elvis, so the woman. So if you get an email from... Elvis, Trevor, the woman. Yeah. So really she's she's Neil Strauss in America. It could be an experiment we could do before the end of the show. He'll write her a thing and we'll see what let's happens. Let's see what happens. So let's okay, go. Yeah, what would what you, you write? write? He's put trouble in the subject. Trouble? Thing. That's quite good. Oh, yeah. what, what are you going to put in the message, body? 
Um, oh, and the message party. I think we're going to put, let's see the right half of your face. That's very uh, good, yes. What? The, Why, has that been mentioned? What's, what's the, the initial message? She's let's got see the right half of your face. What are you she's... trying to hide? Yeah. That sounds like Hannibal Lecter's. Because yeah. what's yeah. happened is she's, she's taken a photo of the room with the left view. side of her face. I can see, right, yeah, so right, she's right, taken right. a photo of the left side of her face. Right? Yeah. What? She might have a birthmark on the right side of her face. That's good. We could even put that. Is there a birthmark you're trying to hide? Oh, what about people that have got birthmarks? I like them. I like a nice birthmark. Good to have a mark of your birth. Then add that. Perfect. You should write this profile. I probably should. But here's the personal secret, which is instead of saying, Something randy and saucy, mm. like most Lovely. guys will. Um, you just you, you bust up, you bust up on something. Be like, why are you wearing that hat? Are you hiding a pointy head? Whatever it is, yeah. mm. you just bust, bust up. up. Yeah, bust them. Bust them about something. You bust their balls. Do you have that expression? Thing, give them something to come back. Right, to. but not negative, but in a teasing way. Right. Yeah, yeah, Everybody like loves. The school bully who would pick on her. You oh, everyone that loves that school bully. Jamie Dawkins <laughs> was my school. Then when a day went by when I didn't adore the way he kicked my but head in. All the girls secretly want to see him. They all wanted him. Right, exactly. They all loved him. It's because women are attracted to status. But ah, status, you say. Exactly. Yeah. And true. when you're famous like Russell, you've sort of gone out of the normal pond. But the best personalities, yeah. the best women to date and the best guys are the ones who are fat, like Russell. What do you mean? You told me that. La- you told me that the other night. Well, when I was a lad, I was. When you were a lad. Yeah, I was. Not I was now. Fat oh, easy now. now. <laughs> I just touched a button accidentally. <laughs> what do you mean, fat? Yeah. I'm not fat. Just... Right, I'm going to the toilet to sick up penguins. Because they were forced to develop personalities. Well, yeah, forced to develop a personality. What's that? I yeah, just watched where your eyes went when he said fat. Where did they go? <laughs> they went bang. Oh, <laughs> like a Tex Avery cartoon. They came out on springs. <laughs> okay, so right, you're going to construct a nice email to get that girl interested in Trevor. God help us. Right. And uh, what else have we got to do? Sonic Enigma. We've probably had more entries for that. Don't know if we any right ones. Matt, do your cultural review. Now. Do um, it now. Look at the, the culture I have to come out of to do the, this review. The culture I have to come out of. Oh, all right then, Matt. I've this one my notes read out. Yeah, and weren't they are fast. And you ain't added to them. Do my cultural review like I'm being thrown out of a building. <laughs> Now, do your cultural review <laughs> and, and stay, stay out. <laughs> Go on, then review some culture, then, you mong. Right. Oh, you can't say that. I don't mean any harm by it. I love people. <laughs> and if you don't know that by now, God help us. Right. Edinburgh. Yeah. Funny smell. <laughs> right. <laughs> there's right, a funny smell funny. because, apparently, because there's breweries, breweries. in the town. But there's a yeast. smell of sort of uh, yeasty wheat. It smells like a bit like, you don't have to say other series. Other series are available, I do have to say it. Wheatabix. Other series are available, like Shreddies. Twiglets. <laughs> Twiglets. What? What do you mean, Twiglets? There's not other ones of them available. Other there's sort of sticks snacks. with Marmite on them. You could have them knobbly knick-knack things. There's a fun, it's a funny smell. It's not an unpleasant <laughs> smell, but it's a smell that... We've noticed. Graham, are you aware of the smell? Yeah, it's in the west of the city and it, it drags across the yeah. western. Drags across Morning what is this He's smell? made it poetic. I'll say funny smell. In the west of the city, ah. it drags across. It's where Rabbi Burns that first snorted. It's the hops. It's the, the hops. hops. The hops. Right. Yeah, it's in Gorgi. The disco's for the young people. <laughs> oh, Trev. Not like Cinderella Rockefellers, the hops. <laughs> the jive bars. Hey, daddy let's get down, you squares. <laughs> Trevor's breakfast has arrived. Breakfast has arrived. Yeah, take Trevor. it away from me. Trevor, you're not to eat that breakfast while we're on the radio. Take it away from me. <laughs> not during the review, dear. Trevor, get that. Give me that sandwich. The size you, of if that you bagel, eat that, it's the size of his testicle. Mm-hmm. Ball-sized bagel. He's jamming it in his gob. You disgusting article. So there's a, there's a funny revolting. Smell. What's that, Adam? What are you reacting to in this fashion? Is this a response to? So, there's a text come in. Hi Russell, I'm psychic. Is your next track going to be the next track? Well, it is. Really? Right. Really? Dave from Leeds. What's uh, going Dave, on? Right, okay. Well, uh, hold that. How can Let's Dave go, from Leeds know this? We'll, we'll get back to this. We've got to get back to this. How Russ. can Dave from Leeds know He's this thing? He's to be psychic. Can we get him on the phone, Russell, and make get him Get Dave on the phone! It? 
Get him on the phone. He can't be psychic. These sort of phenomena don't exist, do they? Do they? We've left the mics up and said something. Dave from Lee. Yeah, but we've not said the next track. Come in and continue your cultural review then, Yes, of course. Edinburgh smells. Well, well done you. You've attacked a beautiful cultural city. He comes here. There's 20,000 shows on. There's the actual festival. There's the Fringe Festival. There's the castle. There's half a seat. What did he say? It smells here. It does smell. All right, coming in, carry on. Uh, there's Review not much the music. Car- I've missed music. It's because there's all the comedy shows. There's a lot of mm. uh, performance and stuff. Just There's not much music. Trevor, played. don't eat near the mic, you lout. So it should be more music. Mate. It's not, yeah, the atmosphere of a sex dungeon. No, Stay back not, over there. No, this helps. People are having their breakfast all across this kingdom. No, and this not helps. anymore, they're not. They're vomiting into their laps. <laughs> Keep away from the mic. Look at that. Dirty it's animal. Brilliant. Horrible. Um, not many Scottish people. He's really. eating Pac-Man. You don't Not hear many, many Scottish, Scottish accents. I don't know if it's because the festival's on and everyone from London and They don't like the it. Cause if you live here, this is the most annoying time of year. Graham, you're, you're a native of this city. The, the, the people hate it. My mate Jamie's from Edinburgh. He says that they're all people from Lock End and that. They just want to come here and kill people from London. It's okay, it's okay but the population doubles, um, you know, during August. It doubles, so you're bound to have the Scottish contingent liquidised and diluted. Liquidised? It's like <laughs> Snorley Beans days again. Cannibalism. Eating people, sexy to That's eat people. That's what the smell is then, liquidised people. Liquidised people. It's hops, Matt, as you know perfectly well. All right, so that's so, the yeah. inquiry cleared up. Right. Go on, what's next in your cultural review, which is people actually just a list of there ridiculous are, you facts. You see a lot of people walking around in kilts. Scottish people. Scottish people, mm. obviously. Why are you surprised by that? Because you thought that's one of those cliches that wouldn't be true. And stuff, but you see, like, pipers sitting at bus stops. Yeah, because they're doing it for the festival, <laughs> probably. But also, it is national dress, isn't it? People wear kilts all the time, do they, Graham? I've never worn a kilt. You've never worn one? Well, never at a wedding? I wore one, I liked I've, it. I've never got married. Oh. Not your wedding, I mean, a <laughs> wedding. Um, no owls wear a tux or a sharp You're suit. a poet, ain't Aye. Nice to be a poet. Exciting. Well, have you been published anywhere? Yes. Good to be published. I've been published mainly in the States. Have um, And... but not not really, you know, kind of long verse poetry, but not, not none of your... We've took a shine to you, Graham. We think of you that we'd like you to come and work with us, become okay. part of our project. Some kind of poetry. Do we do some poetry, but we also think that you could cold-bloodedly kill a man <laughs> if required yeah. in a calm, sort of poetic way, and then well, just, just do a little say, sniff like John Malkovich did in, that, in the line of fire. Film. I won't have my cultural review ruined by talk of poetry. <laughs> <laughs> really, this, this poetry has no place in Matt's cultural review. It stinks here. I saw someone in the kill. Donald, where's your trousers? That is Matt's cultural review of Scotland. Come on, in, what the other next cliches have you observed? Talk of poetry and stuff. It's just nonsense when there's things like. Friendly people. Friendly people there. Graham being Matt. one of the most friendly people we've met. He's yeah. Who other friendly diamond. people? Have you any stories about friendly people or are you just going to say they're friendly Half people? Half the people I nearly had a fight with. Those people that you threatened with uh, with statements that you couldn't back up. No. Yeah, coming in, darling, I'll carve you right up. You yeah. want to be looking through that glass till you're 60. <laughs> they bullied Trev, so... They bullied know. Trev. No, well, you know, we must stick up for Trev. Um, Trev, oh, no, though, no, there's, there's a bit of culture here. Found some. Oh, go on. In Rosslyn your Chapel. Review. We went to Rosslyn Chapel. Graham again took us to Rosslyn Chapel. Good, there it comes up in the Da Vinci Code and stuff like that. They it's say an amazing thing, isn't it? It was Holy amazing. Holy Grail was in the cellar, they say. I felt, I actually felt God there. You felt God there? Yeah, it was you amazing. Like you that were God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trev, yeah. just, just oh, give Trev. me a back rub. Trev, when the Beatles said it they were better than then. Jesus, it caused a lot of bother. You've just claimed to be better than God, <laughs> and I'm with a lot less evidence than them. Where's your I want to hold your hand? All you've ever written is I want to hold my own giant nut. What's <laughs> wrong with you, lad? Let me tell you, we went down into the crypt and it wasn't my hand that he was holding. There was oh, something the weird there, wasn't there? There was a weird vibe there. It's an amazing place. You liked it, didn't you? Yeah, I like it in that Rosalind Chapel. You walked around texting, going, yeah, well, what's in there? What's that? It was Mr. 
it was the first time I'd been there as well. And the, the most impressive part was the pillar. It was the, the yeah. prince's pillar that he'd made while his boss the master had gone, gone off to the Orient. That's a funny the, story. That was really silly, so, wasn't who it? Who knows that story? I know it. The master was going to... He goes, right, I'm just off to the Orient to carve a nice pillar. I'm going over to learn about symbology in Egypt. Don't, for God's sake, apprentice, <laughs> no, gnaws up that the pillar. Fact, the pillar hadn't been carved. The leave pillar it. ain't been carved leave yet. Leave the, that pillar. Leave it. It's just said, leave it. Went on a massive journey. I just said that, B. Went on a journey. You said it like a child would say. <laughs> so anyway, the master apprentice goes off to look at semiotics and that all yeah, over when Egypt. When you do my voice, you make me more Cockney than yeah, know, what? Frank Butcher. <laughs> and listen to you. Ah, <laughs> oh, master Carver went off down and <laughs> oh, blind. He's a put old knees up in Egypt. <laughs> now listen, right, right. So he goes off to learn about symbols in Egypt to and all over the Orient to put on it. To, to put on the pillar. He's waiting for guidance for, to know what to carve this pillar. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Right. He was really We've taking this pillar it. seriously. He really. Wanted for, right, this pillar means a lot to me. I don't want it balls up. I'm going to carve really good things on it. For God's sake, I, I urge you, oh apprentice, don't balls it up while I'm gone off on my holidays. He comes back from his holidays. What the apprentice had carved one of his dreams on there. Yeah. Oh, you know, I know you said don't carve nothing on that pillar, but I had a brilliant dream in which I had it off with Wilma Flintstone. I couldn't resist. Here it is. Here's me doing her. You idiots. <laughs> That's true. He hit him on the head with an hammer, didn't he? He killed him. And then he the killed him. And then he got killed for killing him. He got killed for killing him. That's an unjust. It's a chain of murders in the Roslyn Chapel. It's more of a mystery than the bloody Da Vinci Code itself. That is Who Yes, it was a woman. So he came back and said, what have you done? And mm -hmm. then killed the man who killed carved him. his dream. Quite right. Although his dream was, was just, his dream any good? His dream was just a, a Helter Skelter Rubbish. Curly Whirly ride. Well, look at the trouble that got Charles Manson into. Uh, Don't uh, dream of Helter Skelters. No, that would be my advice to you. Six, six dragons at the bottom, which is some kind of Norse mythology. Oh, what? Really? Does, it, it keeps evil away. Six tracks. See that didn't apprentice last was trying to say Yeah, it didn't just finish the last dragon there. I am perfectly Protected from evil. What have you, done? <laughs> you idiot! Why are you dreaming Ooh, that? I'm back. I've got you a present. What? Hang on. Here, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll like this. I've bought you a mini sphinx. <laughs> oh, you little swine. I told you one thing I said. That's like that time when I was a lad, where I was down my street and this man was planting some flowers. And he goes, I'm just going to the toilet. Look at it. I was only six or something. He goes, Look at these flowers. I'm planting these flowers. He goes, Just pop in the toilet, don't stamp on those flowers. Right, but why say don't stamp on those flowers? Why introduce the concept of stamping on flowers? So the minute he went to the toilet... Did he say don't stamp on those flowers? Did he go, or oh, look after them flowers? Don't no, he do went, it. don't stamp. He used the word stamp. That's don't like stamp on those flowers. Tell. I know, so when he went, I it stamped on those flowers. This is the thing, the mind doesn't hear the negative, it just hears the thing. You don't, it, it, it just hears stamp on the flowers. It doesn't say don't. You don't don't kiss me. Whatever you do, don't kiss me by the end of this show, Russell Brand. There's no danger of me ever kissing you. He's going to kiss me by the end of I the show. Will ne let me tell you, let me pledge all Don't our listeners, I will me. never kiss Trevor you Lock. Will not. Never. It will be a cold day in hell before I kiss those scabby little labia, no. them grim facial scars, mm -hmm. that slash that passes for a gob. I'll never kiss that mouth, Trevor. There are no circumstances. Never. There right. is no Listen, contrivance of events. When you two have stopped flirting, <laughs> still doing a cultural review. Go on then, review some culture. So yeah, Rosalind Chapel is really nice. I urge oh, people to go nice. there. It's in Dan Brown's book, The Da Vinci I think knows the actor bit and made too many people go. But the things the women who work there said, the things that are rumoured to be underneath Ross and Chapel include Christ's head. Christ's head, all bandaged up. The Holy Grail. Holy Grail, all Robert, bandaged Robert up. Robert the Bruce's. Robert the Bruce, Robert all the bandaged Bruce's up. Old BMX. 
Right, Trev, your Sonic Enigma, we've got to wrap that bugger up, ain't we? Is it Get Your Tongue Out of My Mouth Because I'm Kissing You Goodbye by Cynthia Heimel? Well, Cynthia, thanks very much for that That suggestion. is the person who wrote the song. <laughs> Elliot is the person who made the suggestion. <laughs> no. You dirty devil. Oh, were you thinking sex thoughts about them? The way I you recall... Oh, Trev. Ever since you met Neil Strauss, you've been one step away from being an offender, Trevor. <laughs> yeah. Sebastian in Manchester says, besides being extremely disturbing, is the Sonic Enigma My Big Mouth by Oasis? Um, no. Good answer, though, surely. My Big Mouth by Oasis. Is Sonic Enigma, Trev, Trev, Sonic Enigma, Kiss by Prince, says Alan Jepsen, friend of the show. Alan, you're wrong this time, but keep trying. Well done, it's nice to you being nice. Hi, Russell. Many years ago, I had a beautiful but slightly insane girlfriend, says Sarge in Whitechapel. One of, the best fr- one of their best friends was called Cosima Dinkle. Crazy name, crazy Cosima. friends. Cosima Dinkle. Cosima Dinkle. Cosima Dinkle. Cosima Dinkle. Hey, these trousers are too tight. <laughs> Does my Dinkle look big enough? Hey, I got a gun in my pocket. I please to see ya. <laughs> Dear Russell and Cocky Locky and Matter to Tat Morgansty. Peter Ustinov said, the bigger the lie, the more people are likely to believe it. I think Hitler said that, so already a lying. For GCSE history, I was so subtle, da 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 lied about physics. Brilliant, thanks for that message. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of the examples of a lying history exam includes Rasputin could open jars of chutney just by staring at them. That's meant to be true. Trevor's... Trevor's obsessed with Rasputin. If ever you mention Rasputin, Rasputin Trevor goes, Rasputin, he was a brilliant man. He was a mystic. He was a magician. Trevor, he, he could was do things. evil. Well, it might have been a magician. He was a mystic. He was evil. A man. He evil, evil man. The masses you know? said he was evil. It was manipulation. The media said he was evil. What, the status quo, uh, the establishment. One thing I know about Rasputin was a pig. He's evil. He, he was, was a dirty you know, pig. You lazy. He touched boys, he Trevor. He, he touched and kissed did them. Yeah, he did, Matt. The telekinesis is possible, apparently, in scientific conditions. People, then. people oh, have moved style. things around, yeah. tiny little things. Of course. And they can affect machinery. If well, the, groups well, of people concentrate on it, they can slow okay, a machine well, down. The CIA did it, it didn't they, in the Cold War? They tried to... Do, you've been reading that book, The Holographic yeah, Universe. very you? interesting. Yeah. That's my book. I know, I've borrowed it. It's also become a bit curly because I slept on it. Give it back. <laughs> I need that for my holiday. 
He bought that for me, the holographic universe. I'm Joe, going I'll buy you another Tuesday. one because I've made it go curly. I don't, I don't want another one because you, you, you won't do that. I will I do that. I know you won't do, do it. Do like, Look me in the eye. Oh, I'll buy you a competition. I'll buy you a competition oh, winner's a prize. boys, I'll he buy won't you do both it. one each, please. You give that back, I'll young man. I'll give you that one back and I'll buy myself one. Buy yourself one. I just want to have a curly one. down and eat your dinner stop squabbling. Eat your fudge. Where's my fudge? Let's get the competition winner up. Or no, maybe, we don't know. Has this person won the competition? We don't know. Lucy, hello, darling. You there? Lucy? Hello. Lucy! A spike is looking back. Oh, Lucy, is that Hello, you? Are you alright? Yeah. So, Lucy, you might have won this competition. Oh, really? Yeah, I Lucy. Do, I do hope so. Right, so what, what do you. Uh, so, have you had a nice day today, Lucy? What have you been oh, up to? It's been awful. Why? What happened? What's well, going on? I, I, I fell down a plug hole. <laughs> you fell down a plug hole? I fell asleep in the bath. I shrunk, didn't I? Lucy, <laughs> I, your I life sounds. I crawled on the back of that plastic duck. Oh, you Hello? stupid. Ah, hold on. It's actual Lucy. Keen eared listeners would have noticed that was Trevor Locke pretending to be Lucy there <laughs> to spare our blushes. Lucy, actual Lucy, are you there, dear? Yes, I'm here. Oh, I still. <laughs> <laughs> Actual Lucy. Let's see she's there. Lucy, answer if you're here. Hello, Lucy. Hello. Oh, it's Trevor again. <laughs> this is like Lucy. Lucy, come to us. Come Sp out. Come Spike. Into the light. Spike, the engineer. Up until now, I've been doing a wonderful job. <laughs> I'd liked his name. I liked Spike. everything about him. Spike. Spike. It reminded me of IDI. Spike. Spike. Dressed up as a current Spike, and I liked it. <laughs> but now it's, it's turned into an absolute farcical on a bicycle. Trev, you might as well continue pretending to be Lucy. So, oh, Lucy. I tell, you, I tell you what. What is it, Lucy? Do you remember that uh, email that Neil Strauss wrote on my Do that in your own voice if you're going to do information <laughs> that Lucy couldn't possibly know, you goon. Um, so do it in your own voice, Trev. Neil Strauss, uh, famous seductor and biographer of Motley Crue. Seducer, you goon. Seducer. What's this, wrong with you? This is what he said. He's, he, he, some lady added me. Yeah. And he wrote a in message MySpace, to it. And he wrote, on MySpace, yes, dot, 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 you're in for adding me while I'm on the air and for forcing us to speculate on the missing right half of your face. Russell says birthmark. I think the same. I think it's like the left side, but opposite. Do help. We have £20 riding on this. Trev. Now, this is what she's responded. Yeah. Interesting. That's what you wrote. That's I what Neil wrote on Trev's behalf. Pretending to be me. Right. Like I Cyrano. Elvis has written back. She says, I think the point is you shouldn't be checking your MySpace whilst on air. No! No, you shouldn't. Do your job, Trev! Why the truth got a is... Computer over there, anyway? the truth Trevor, where is... do you get that computer? Look. <laughs> where have you got a computer? You don't need to compute. Without while you're a Trevor, computer, stop this computing. show comes crashing down. You stop computing, He's Trev! He's more fruit of me, listeners. He's computing! He's, He's computing! Stop computing, Trev! I've done that. That's a coffee now. There! Stop it will teach you to compute. You've Stop knocked the end off the microphone. Do you want me to re list, re read what she said? Yes, but you must stop computing at once. I think the point is you shouldn't be checking your MySpace whilst on air. Mm. Good point. She goes on to say, the truth is the right side to my face is located on my bum as a third cheek. Interesting I'm response. sorry if that means you both miss out on £20, but I tell no lies when it comes to my deformities. Actually, and she's Matt given wins the 20 quid because he thought kiss. she was talking out of her bum. Hey! Woo! Yeah! We've all won the World Cup! Now, come on, what's the rest of this message? It's just nothing. There's a little kiss. So I think Neil is a charlatan. <laughs> <laughs> Nonsense, Trev. You should be able to convert that into orgasms. Oh, now, dear, please. Lucy, oh, someone dear. said we have got off. Lucy on the line. Let's try. Lucy, are you there? Hello? Oh, it's still Trevor. Why? 
It's very difficult to get a phone. It's because we're in studio. Scotland. They have phones. It's, they invented phones no, up here. It'll be easier broadcasting from occupied France in 1940. Trevor, stop attacking Scotland. Lucy? Hello, night talk. <laughs> that is the sound of Lucy's put-down phone, isn't it? Christ, Christ what a say what the answer was? This is London. No, let's go to a track. We'll see if we can get Lucy up during that track. What are we going to listen to, Matty Morgs? Um, we are going to, to listen to, listen to a little song. Little Richard! Long Tall Sally. Sally! Oh, blimey, we're going to rock out now, baby. Let's take down our trousers and pants and enjoy some music by Little Richard. What did Trevor do? He was computing! I was trying to find emails from our listeners. Why are you computing at a time? What, like on MySpace? Not on MySpace, no. Oh, I'm on the Trevor. Russell Brand email thing at get Six Music. Get a grip, woman. For God's sake. So, OK, we're going to try and get Lucy, the winner, possibly the winner, we don't know, of the competition. Spike's there with his fingers crossed. That's probably why he can't operate the board. <laughs> now, let's, let's see if... <laughs> Lucy, let's, 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 are you there, dear? Hello. I'm here. I don't know if you can hear Yay! me. Magnificent! She's there! Spike! Yeah, and I with Lucy, what, what were you doing before? Were you, when we were talking, were you responded or could you not hear us? What was going on? How was it for Couldn't you, baby? Couldn't hear a thing. Couldn't hear a thing. Crikey, you no, poor, poor No, just sitting girl. here kind of, you know, wondering where I was. Well, where are you? You see what I mean? Yeah, no, I do see. Where are you? Where, you know, I don't want to sound like a disc jockey, but where, where are you in the country? I'm in London. I'm in Camberwell. Oh, London. I Trip. remember there. Oh, cool, blimey. We had an hell of a time when we're down here in London, don't we, boys? Trip lives in Camberwell, don't you? Yeah, sort of. Well, I yeah. call it life. He shuffles from place <laughs> to place, squatting in cellars, staring at his own undercarriage. Where are you? Sp- oh. Whereabouts in Camberwell? What, what are you going to do? What? Turn up outside for no, a brick for nice a window? Nice to know, you know, nice to know the details. Where, whereabouts in Camberwell are you? Oh, oh, Camberwell. Near the Woolworth Road. The Woolworth Road? Oh, yeah, that's great radio, do you know, do you know that, you For anyone who lives radio. on the Woolworth Road. That's where um, Charlie Chaplin was born, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, Chaplin. it is. Charlie Chaplin. No, that's quite interesting. Charlie he was Chaplin. born... He's safe there. Kennington after. Road. No, he wasn't. Kennington Road. You twit. Yes, he was. Woolworth Road. Trevor. I think he was born he was on East Castle Street, Road. Huh? East Street, wasn't it? Yeah. Move on. Yeah, right, yeah. Trevor. Oh, I've got something very important to show you. Yeah. Right. What was that? I didn't see it. I saw your hand. I didn't see it. Get it out. That doesn't count. Trevor is trying to look at my genitals. What's wrong with that, lad? Okay, so Lucy, we're talking a little bit about Mm. illness, seduction, fighting on the show. Charlie Chaplin. Don't talk about chappers no more. Now, have you you ever feigned illness in your life, Lucy? Lucy? Yeah, I have loads of times. Give us an example. Um, One time when I had a biology test at school and I pretended I had diarrhoea and they made me eat chalk. They made you eat chalk? What? Teacher's chalk? Yeah. (laughs) They said, eat that. Blimey, that's a yeah. very immediate that's, response. That's As a cure for diarrhoea. Eat chalk. Yeah. Eat your chalk, Trev. <laughs> that's what we should do. Let's <laughs> make him eat chalk. Oh, Trevor. Lucy, it's backfired. Oh, it hasn't. Got chalk bunged up her pipe. So, Lucy, right, so you, you said I've got diarrhoea. You didn't have diarrhoea, and then as a punishment you had to eat no, chalk. No, I didn't, no. Oh, God, the irony. Having to eat chalk when there was nothing wrong with you. What else? When no, else? I had to keep running in and flushing the toilet and pretending. You poor cow, you but kept what a actress. That's good, isn't it? Even having <laughs> yeah, scoffed all that yeah, chalk. Lucy, have you ever been in a fight situation? No, I've never been in a fight situation, but I have been punched. Oh, you poor That's sausage. a fight situation. That is a fight. Well spotted, Matthew. Yeah. Well, you... no, no, I wasn't actually in the fight. Someone punched me by accident. Ah, uh, bystander. <laughs> you were just an innocent <laughs> victim. Friendly fire, a friendly fire punch. Was it an American person just lashing out wildly, trying to get their hands on some oil? Possibly. <laughs> Could have been. Who knows? Lucy! 
Lucy? Yes? What did you think about Neil Strauss's seduction techniques? Um... Sexist. Well, you know. Do you want to go out of Trev? Do you want to go yeah. on a date with Trev, Lucy? You live nearby, you single? I don't do dates. No, no, I, I no, don't no, do dates. Because no, I, I, I want to I wanna end up alive at the end. That's right, and Trevor's got a bit of a reputation as a murderer. Yeah, yeah. Haven't yeah. you, Trevor? I do. What? And where does that reputation come from? Your little fantasy. <laughs> I thought you were going to say my little fanny, which I don't <laughs> even own. <laughs> Your man. little fanny produces <laughs> rumours. <laughs> <laughs> What's that, Lucy? I said you got money to buy yourself a fanny. Well, I don't need to, dear. <laughs> 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 yeah. So, Lucy, hey, yep. what do you think is the answer to the Sonic Enigma? It's big Mouth Strikes Again. Trevor, is it the Smiths' Big Mouth Strikes Again? Oh, it is. It is. Right. Have I got the right to take my place in the human race? <laughs> All right. Yes, it's the correct <laughs> answer. It's the Smiths. OK, well, Lucy, congratulations. Thank you can you. come in the very next time we do a live show, because the next one might be a pre-record, because I've got to go on holiday because of the old mental breakdown. So, uh, <laughs> but, like, um, you, could, you can come into the studio if you want. Oh, that'd be nice. Hang out of us. Watch out for Trevor, because, as you know, a bit of a reputation as a murderer. Yeah, well, you know, I've been pre-warned. <laughs> pre-warned, forewarned yeah. is forearmed. So forearmed, said shaky, exactly. shaky Shakespeare. So who have you got in the uh, background? I can hear someone talking. You what? I can hear someone talking in the background, Luce. No, there's nobody in here. No one here? No one there? Shifted about that, didn't you? Guy. You did say no, no one here. Have you kidnapped someone, Lucy? Have you got someone all bound up? Well, yeah. Lucy. No, I haven't, no. You saucy <laughs> devil. You're going well with Trevor. That chuckle. Listen to that chuckle. Evil chuckle. Lucy, we're going to have to let you go now because we're all a bit scared. But we are going to let you in the studio and let you loose on society. Take it easy, Lucy. Well done with the competition. Well done, Lucy. Boy, congratulations. Boy, 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 congratulations. So that was good, Trev, that, it was, uh, that that lady got your enigma. It's an enormous relief, isn't it? But, you know, it is a woman that's got someone chained up in an attic. Yes. <laughs> well, I expected that, really. These are the kind yes. of people that are in tune with your thinking. Yeah, and I'm proud. Worrying, isn't it? Well, your life is like the lid of a Quality Street tin, you old-fashioned buffoon. That is a beautiful lid. That's one of the great lids. Great lids. With that lady with that skirt that goes that out, and the guy in the penny farthing, the bloke that, with the top hat. That dickhead on a penny farthing. How dare you? He is a dickhead. He's a gentleman. He's a dickhead. He's a gentleman and a scholar. I don't trust Private that penny income. farthing bloke. He's got a flat in the country and a town in the house. Other, other. <laughs> What a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> Other tin lids are available. For example, roses. Matt, have you enjoyed the show today, baby? Yeah, it's been good, actually. I've come round. What do you mean, come round? <laughs> Woke up semi-conscious. He was unconscious at the beginning of the show. I prefer it when he's asleep. He's better in a coma. They help hope for us all. Competition winners, did you enjoy it here? Yeah. Yay! Woo! What a laugh Woo! we all had. <laughs> Helen, my lovely assistant, purchaser of pants, saviour of days. Have you enjoyed it here? I did, yeah. It's lovely to have you here. I appreciate and I adore you from the bottom of my little airy heart. Now, give me some more pants. <laughs> yeah, give me some pants. Get me into the Ron Muick exhibition. We're going to the Ron Muick exhibition now. We're all going to go. Brilliant. Be nice. Can I, to it's see a bit, a bit embarrassing that he's covered in coffee and fruit and you're covered in whatever that is, down you. Ha <laughs> ha! Would you like to you mind tell if I don't you? walk around with you? <laughs> yes, I do. I am a cultural reviewer. <laughs> you have it. People, there'll it's be a hushed no air around there. Yeah. It's about Morgan. He's writing in his notebook. He's doing a cultural review. Everybody. <laughs> Produce a smell. <laughs> Something you can understand. OK, what a show it's been. Thank you very much for listening to us. I wonder how this is going to work as a podcast. Next week it might be a pre-recorded show, but by God, it'll still be brilliant. Sorry I didn't get Noel Gallagher on the air, but you know what he's like. He's unreliable. It's always been the same. Cancelling gigs left, right and centre. We should sack him. 
let's get rid of him. That he's held us back, that guy, for long enough. Not working hard enough. Now let's get him on the show next week. We'll find out just what exactly is wrong with him. Okay, so what we can listen to is it Big Mouth tries again by the Smith. Hang on. We're going out on the Smith. What's we up, man? The show on the Smith. Yeah, we start the show with no, it's Morrissey actually. We start oh, the show on Morrissey. Big he still go- sings in that stupid voice. Oh, you, oh you've attacked Morrissey. You've attacked him. Oh, how dare you? You disgust me for a man who sits and listens to his own brain din. Let's listen to the Smiths. Big Mouth strikes again. No right to my players. Human. This is Six Music.